Welcome everyone to Papa Spice's Hot Takes with Hans and Harry. How is everyone out there in internet land doing? We hope you are doing well. I am the titular Papa Spice, host with the most, and I am joined by two of my best buds, Hans and Harry, and we like to dissect and discuss all things pop culture, but specifically, uh, we like to lean in on TV and movies. Boys, <laughs> how are we doing tonight? I feel like it's been a while. Hans, how are you, pal? It's good. And I, you know, I know it's been, uh, we skipped a week of our new normal schedule. We normally would have recorded it last week and, you know, shifted some things around. Um, but, you know, we're currently in red October for all of you, uh, all of you baseball fans. That is, mm-hmm. uh, the Phillies are currently in the wild card series and they are on at the moment. Uh, big time for Philadelphia. We're all psycho- psychos in the city um, and, and just love this kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's, go uh, it's good. Yeah, we might have had to reschedule if I wanted to drop $500 for a ticket to this. Um, but uh, luckily, I, I, you know, with another child on the way soon, I do not have that money to do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I like I said, we're, we're in October. It, it's the year's almost over. It's it's crazy. And I'm just, you know, just just trying to wind down in that last couple months. Mm-hmm. Oh. How are you doing, buddy? Doing wonderful, Papa. Thanks so much for asking. Uh I wasn't doing so uh so hot earlier today, but I am I am on the mend. Uh Philadelphia Film Festival has uh announced their lineup for this uh hey. for this coming festival season, which starts in a couple weeks, so I'm really excited about that. Hans alluded to the Red October. I thought he was uh, referring to the Taylor Swift and uh Travis Kelsey uh love story um as a Red October, but you know. Um, I was I was talking about the submarine. Yeah, no, it's it, that that too. That could have been uh that could have been your point. But yes, very excited for the Phils, Birds of Four and Uh I'm not very excited about the Liverpool stuff going on in my life. Um, but you know, we're kind of ramping up into that pop culture season for movies and um I'm really looking forward to it. So uh hopefully we'll have some good things ahead. Boy, this uh, Swift and Kelsey thing is just oh, inescapable, God. and it's like it's great, man. I like, I just I want it to go away. <laughs> like, not at first. At first, I genuinely said, you know, hey, I don't want this because it's a distraction. Like, let's get away. But now it's just like everywhere you turn, there's a news story or a meme or something. It's all ridiculous. Like, look, hey, Taylor's a person. Travis Kelsey's a person like they I'm sure they want their privacy like just leave them be not everything has to be like a national news story or even a local news story (laughs) just leave it be get out of my face with it dude it's just it's crazy well the the fix is in because um I don't know if you guys (laughs) follow NFL on uh, Instagram or Twitter I don't know but they recently updated that the Chiefs are 2-0 since uh uh, yeah. Taylor and Jason. So, uh, sorry, but you might as well just give them a Super Bowl trophy now. Oh, the, the, the Greg would well, like not that. The way... Greg would like that. Well, I I would not <laughs> as much as a Bird's trophy, but uh, hey, you um, liar. I, I don't know. Mahomes being outshined by Zach Wilson was uh, something else. That's not. Uh, that's that's oh, how bro. Swifties that are now watching football got to see Zach Wilson act like Tom Brady. And now it's just it's all it, it, we're living who, in a twilight zone. Uh, who won that game? Uh, in theory, 
or in in reality? In reality, yeah. I mean, in reality, then the the, the Chiefs won. But exactly. I'm just saying, uh, in reality, the, 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 the Jets might have won. I don't know. Hey man, that's yeah. th- listen. The Eagles are four zero. I don't care how they won. They're four zero. That's why All I that said matters it doesn't well. matter. So, oh, you're yeah, yeah. one of those dudes. Everything's hunky dory. It's like no, no we got whoa, stuff whoa, to whoa, work whoa, on, man. No, 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 no. Absolutely, stuff to work on. But like, I, the sky isn't falling. Every game isn't going to be perfect. But we win. So what do you I get like? No, what is, what is the you. anger? I am. I'm happy that we're four zero. I'm happy that the Chiefs with, are uh, Papa Spice's hot takes. <laughs> really, yeah. dude, I skipped. I've been listening to WIP for the first time in my life See, this week, and all of a sudden, that's your problem, dude. That's your problem. We skipped right over weather for, for uh, the local pod fans. That's our sports radio network. Um, uh, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's all well, fine, hey, dude. look, we are we are in the playoffs for MLB. Uh, we are undefeated for the NFL, so we're doing good sports wise. Uh, Weather wise, it's a little hot for my taste. <laughs> um, come on, October. Remember the the golden days of yore when October was like crisp autumn weather, and now it's just like eighty five degrees. And I'm like, come on, I, now. yeah. I I will say I always feel like there's a sneaky time in October where you're starting to get the sweaters, you're starting to get the sweatpants, and then all of a sudden one mid afternoon it's eighty degrees out. So um nah, dude, I think a, that's mid November now. Days. This has been a couple well, you're probably right. Um yeah, there's been a couple of days of a little bit of warmth, you know, either getting the air kicking or, you know, the windows open is is probably the move. Get out of here. Give me those yeah. sixty degree days, bro. Yeah, man. My and my central air went down. So, uh, oh, so yeah, and no. the three days it's over eighty-five degrees, and next week it's all sixties. So hey, what do you? <laughs> Hands what is you actually do? coming to you from the center of the sun right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Falling asleep yesterday, I was like eighty-six. It was like falling asleep on a beach. <laughs> um, real quick you before we good. get to the news, I Thanks. actually I just wanted to touch on it because we're not going to do you know an episode about it, but I saw saw ten, and boy howdy was I shocked like. I'm okay. So I'm not a huge Saw guy. I I really enjoy the first one. I would say the first movie's great. Second was okay. Um, third one I don't remember a ton of, but it was enough to make me stop watching after the third film. Uh, the only film I saw after the third one was Spiral from a couple years back, and that was terrible. Um, but I had a friend, shout out Sean, who saw uh. Saw Ten. And said it was great. And I was uh, a bit in disbelief, a bit shocked. I'm like, there's no way it could be great. Went to see it. I'm a believer. Um, Not only was Saw 10 great, I would crown it as the best of the franchise. I was shocked. So, uh, boys, I don't, Hans, you haven't seen it, right? I have not. And I'm actually on the, like, I'm I'm a huge Saw fan. I don't do horror movies at all. Yeah. Uh, I'm not into Halloween or any of that, but I I love the Saw franchise. I actually just uh, rewatched one through three over the the past few days, uh, mainly over the weekend. Um, so I, I I you know I I mean you I we do dip, like disagree on that. I love I love this as a trilogy. After four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, Spiral and Jigsaw, whatever <laughs> ones out there, they're all what they are. They're enjoyable. They're silly. They're they're just they get really outrageous. I've heard. I've heard nothing but really like pretty incredible things for Saul 10. So I, I really, I really want to go see it. Um, we're going to talk about another movie that I did see over the weekend. That's going to fall in the top five 
of movies uh, in the box office. So, um, mm. so instead of seeing Saw, I saw that instead. So we'll we'll touch on that. Can't can't wait for that. But for you Saw fans and non non Saw fans alike, and and especially you two. Uh, you guys got to go check out Saltan. It is well worth it, and that's nice. that's coming from a guy who's not huge on the series. So, Does Tobin Bell wear a backwards hat. <laughs> yeah, and a terrible early two thousands goatee. It's my favorite. <laughs> my favorite um, picture ever. Well, enough of the intro. Let's get to it. Oh yeah, you know what time it is. It's time for. News with our man on the street, Chris Penrady, getting on the news. Chris Penrady, Rover Reporter. I love it. I'm changing the lyrics every time. I know. <laughs> just whatever comes to your head, it just yeah. you say it. <laughs> Just, uh, just my times, apologies yeah. how, for, for how the many times can still... you say Chris Hanratty and what kind of silly voices can you use? Uh, my apologies for the listeners still tuned in after after this singing. Some, uh, some are better than others, Papa. So yeah, yeah. you keep yeah. workshopping well, it. Can't, can't hit them all. <laughs> yeah. I, I enjoyed it. So it's it, it's all it's all matters. Is, is if we're having fun, then we're doing our jobs. Amen. Um, what you got for us, brother? So, uh, first, we have the box office report from last weekend. Number one was uh, alluding to uh, what I had just uh, – the one movie that I did see this weekend was Paw Patrol, uh, Mighty Pups. I don't know what it was called, Mighty something, um, but it was uh, Paw Patrol, the Mighty Movie, uh, coming in at $22 million. Uh, Just I want to – as a quick disclaimer – uh, I did take my son to see this. I did not go by myself to you watch it. You saw this alone. You know I, you so did. I went by myself like a creep at the Woodhaven AMC. You're just a um, fan of the Paw Patrol. I, yeah, I like them all. The first movie is one of my favorite movies ever. Uh, so yeah, so I did see uh, the Paw Patrol movie. Uh, so there's that. Uh, it's a Paw Patrol movie. I can't. I don't know how else to review it. If you've watched Paw Patrol before in your life, you've seen the movie, which is a little longer. Um, so there's that. Uh, this is this is a, a gritty drama about police brutality, right? It's exactly what it is. <laughs> okay. it's a, uh, yeah, I'm thinking like Copland and like yeah. you know, it's, it's a, it, it is. It's corruption and and they and the villain is, his name's Mayor Humdinger. So yeah, nothing says uh, says uh, seriousness and and gritty gritty uh, gritty cop movie like Mayor Humdinger. Um, <laughs> where's a top hat? He's goofy. Uh, number two is another movie we just talked about, Saul 10 with $18 million. And number three, The Creator. Uh, number four, which I did not know New Creator was a Disney movie. Uh, so there's that. I completely did not know. Uh, it was at least from their studios. Um, but yeah, there's that little, little little nugget of info. Number four is The Nun 2, which I still have not seen. And number five is The Blind, which the distributors fathom events. I have no idea what that is. So, uh, but do, I, I, from our movie theater days, Ugh. Fathom Event Ugh. movies Ugh. would would kill it. Uh, maybe it was one of those operas, those live operas that they showed, and everything would always collapse during them. I don't know. Um, but it was number five. Uh, yeah, but um, not you know, it's it's that early, late September, early October box office where nothing's really blowing the doors away, blowing the doors open. I kind of had a feeling Ball Patrol was going to be number one only because it's a kid's movie. And then when I went to see it on Friday, I saw it opening day. Um, it was, the theater was packed for a 445 show. 
um, which is crazy because I, I don't know last time I went to a movie, a kid's movie, where it was that crowded, um, especially opening day. But kid's movie, Saul's rated R. The rated R movies like that always have an uphill battle. So, uh, yeah, what do you what do you guys thought? I know, so Greg, you did your quick Saul, Saul review. Uh, any of you guys see Paw Patrol or Creator? Um, and, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, so um, my daughter is a Paw Patrol fan, and whenever she sees the commercial, she gets excited. But um, uh, I think she's still too young. I think we're going to wait like half a year more before we take her to the movies. Um, so had this been six months down the line, they'd probably have an extra 30 bucks from me. But um, yeah, so out on that, Creator to me just looked kind of meh. Um, and Harry, maybe you can speak to that. And uh, the Nun 2, I do want to see, um, but I haven't yet in the blind. <laughs> I'm with you. I actually have no idea what that is either. Yeah, so I was going to say I did see the creator. Uh, so we got a little bit of a, a mix here. Greg seeing Saul, me seeing the creator, and Hans seeing Paw Patrol. Hans, I didn't see Paw Patrol on your letterbox. Uh, I think that's a little weird. but. Bye-bye, um, cool. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Well, I'll go update after this. And y'all get it. I, dude, I'm gonna. I you know me on Letterbox. I don't really write yeah. reviews or anything. Or I do something silly. I'm gonna make this a novel of, okay. of my review of the Paw Patrol and and Mayor Humdinger's performance. So, strange way to spend your time. <laughs> Only review posted. Um, I uh, <laughs> I'm not a. I, I am not a Paw Patrol guy. Uh, nor will uh any future children I have be a Paw Patrol family. So you say that um, now. <laughs> uh, listen, I, I won't allow it in my house. Uh, Dude, yeah, we, we we don't need that um, here. Um, we'll find other things to watch. Uh, Saul, I'm not a huge Saul guy. The first Saul was spoiled for me, so I never really checked in. I think I've seen like five, uh, and I'm what I mean by that is I've seen Saul five at one point, and that was like kind of it. Um, <laughs> what a I don't life! Even know which one? Oh, yeah, right. uh, yeah, you know. I'm trying to think which one that was, but okay. Pop in right in the middle of the Don't don't really remember. Yeah, it was pretty awful. Um, Creator was was definitely a a solid sci-fi movie. Um, For me, I I think I gave it uh, two and a half to three stars on my letterbox uh, off the top of my head. Uh, It was missing a little bit with the script for me. Um, It also lost me. I feel like it didn't earn its ending. Um, But as far as if you like sci-fi movies, I think it's worth uh, getting out there to support it. Um, you know, we talk a little bit about box office and, you know, when we review, do deep dives into movies and creator won't be one of them, but I mean, the budget for that was only 80 million. Um, and you know, I don't even know if it's going to make its money back. <laughs> well, I mean, only 80 million when you got Indiana Jones, that's 280 million on its own. No, um, I, I believe me. I hear you when it comes to these yeah. type of movies that is on the low end, but it's just, yeah. it's crazy to think that is and the I'll, low end. I'll tell you what, this looked a ton better than Indiana Jones did. Um, so uh really really re- well done um gareth edwards uh, i believe is the director he also did godzilla and he did rogue one so you mm-hmm. kind of see some of the uh influences there with it um worth it as a sci-fi feature but um you know this could definitely be one i see you know uh chris might have mentioned it's on it's a disney movie so hulu or uh disney plus in the future were worth checking out if, if you can't make it to the theater um because you have paul patrol plans or you're, you're a hard guy so um, we're, we're worth seeing if you like sci-fi and, you know, end of story there. Cool. 
All right. Uh, next. Uh, so finally, one of the strikes that we had was over. The Writers Guild uh, is now um, ended their strike uh, a few weeks ago. So hey. after 154 days, when they started striking on May 2nd, they came to an agreement, which was pretty big because I know a lot of movies were being held. Um, a lot of movies were being held up in terms of being announced or talked about being written. Um, we got some good news, at least from the Netflix side, where they said they were going to start fin- writing Stranger Things season five. I'm big on that. Um, but we also got great news that uh, we're getting a third version of The Office. Uh, great. Uh, sorry. I love The Office. I did as a, and with uh, the original – or not the original, the right, uh, creator of the uh, American one. So that's the first thing they decided to announce after um, after the strike was over. So that's great. Um, I only, yeah, so, so I only looked at the headlines for that. I didn't read into it. Is it going to be a hard reboot or is it like a sequel? Uh, from what it sounds like, it's going to be a reboot. Um, but it might oh, be one wow. of those like reimagining, um, like The Wiz, where they just got to like – sorry, that was I forget what that joke was from. Um, it was <laughs> Zach and Mary make a porno. If you ever watch that movie, it's really funny. Um Sorry, I, I I got off track a little bit. I love that uh, no. you reference that movie. I like that I movie. Know. I, 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 I absolutely that I was trying to find that a couple days ago. Um I couldn't I couldn't find it anywhere. I just for some reason really wanted to watch it. Um yeah, I think it from what it made it seem like it was gonna be just a, a remake. Um, but it might be one of those where it's another company and they maybe John Krasinski makes a walk by appearance and or does a cameo or something dumb like that. Um just let sleeping dogs lie. It's done. Uh, there's no need to bring it back so i don't know but outside of that um we got some the writers got a a pretty good deal what they got so including some pay increases especially from the streaming companies that were um they weren't really getting too much revenue from and their biggest thing was ai protections because um uh some of the ai stuff i've seen in the past couple weeks actually terrifies me um with some of the stuff that we're getting uh and it just i know that uh that was a i even put it on my hot takes uh eventually saying in the next few years that we're going to get ai movie nominations uh that's written by a movie or or written by ai and i i mean there's stuff that's going out there but uh it it's given writers some protection from that because that's actually a, a true threat to to their jobs now knowing that some of the stuff that's out there like chat gbt and all that all that stuff which i still don't understand um but yeah, um, I, I mean, this is good news. We're getting some, you know, we're getting some some uh, movement forward to getting some new movies coming out, or at least down the road. You got to get that that uh, the Actors Guild settled because, um, yeah, we're still like I said a couple weeks ago, we're still going to get Morbius re released at least two times next year or something. Like we're not we're not going to be able to get a lot of new content. So um, yeah, I'll throw any 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 points with you guys. You know, we touched about it a little bit. Um, I think it was last episode of the week before, but I mean, since May 2nd, they went on strike and they're back. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy for them. Uh, I'm glad they got that bag. If they're happy, I'm happy. Um, they deserve to be paid. They deserve protections. Um, they deserve to be <clears throat> treated fairly and transparently with, uh, with results. So good for them. Um, also, I'm glad that they got uh, this resolved um, instead of <laughs> continuing on into the holiday season. At least now, I mean, I know, you know, the, the actors are still on strike, but pre-production can resume on stuff. Um, so that way, hopefully when 
when the actor strike gets settled, everybody can just kind of get right into it and there will actually be projects to, to work on. Um, as far as the office thing goes, I'm kind of, I'm very mixed on it because it sounds like, you know, Greg judge, the, the creator of the American version of the office or whatever you want to say, um, showrunner, whatever. Um, he, it sounds like he's going to be involved in the reboot, which I'm happy with. Um, but I just, I can't imagine a group of actors, um, that will be as perfect as the last round. I can't imagine the comedy being as sharp and biting as the first round, uh, or even the original British version. Um, it's just, it was very much kind of like a super storm of all these elements that, that made, um, sitcom greatness. And <laughs> there are very few sitcoms nowadays that I actually like. And I, I don't, I mean, I'll, I will check it out out of curiosity, but I do not go in with, um, with high expectations. So I don't know, Harry thoughts on office reboot and, uh, writer strike. Yeah, I'll go with the office stuff first. Um, I mean, I was really into the office when it uh, was first going on. Um, I remember buying the first couple seasons on DVD and watching them before like the new season would come out or whatever, um, because I wouldn't be able to watch it on TV um, either because I didn't have a way to record it um, or I wouldn't like, you know, make it mandatory prime viewing for me. Um, So. But I kind of fell off for me towards the kind of middle. I feel like it's a it's definitely a show that doesn't really have a narrative structure that it continued with. I think it just kind of started putting things together, especially in the last couple seasons. And I think for some, I think, you know, I find that uh, if that's what, uh, you know, if, if it was still enjoyable for you, that's great. But for me, it just kind of lost me. Um And so this, like, it's one of those tough things that I think we battle with all the time where, hey, here comes this, you know, sci-fi movie, um, you know, about this, this world. um, And it's called The Creator. And this is what it's about. And it looks pretty cool, but it looks pretty generic and nobody goes and sees it. But if they had called that, you know, um, I mean, I guess in some aspects it it does, it still doesn't make any money, but if you call it something... Yeah, you know, um, or you call it like uh, you, you you see the Total Recall reboot that happened, the RoboCop reboot that happens. Like you see these reboots that happen. Use an existing IP. Yeah, you have yeah. to kind of be like, hey, I have this funny Office show. And it's like, oh, like The Office? And it's like, no, it's different in X, Y, and Z. It's like, well, then we don't care. Um, so what's a better way to get people to stream probably Peacock um, or to download Peacock? Uh, than to uh, put that on your streaming service and say, hey, come back for your beloved show, The Office. So um, I kind of look at it as more of a marketing ploy than anything else. Um, I mean, I hope it's good. I hope, you know, there's going to be some young teenagers who end up maybe this becoming their office and, you know, we get to scream, you know, from from the back and say, "Not that's not my office. Um and then uh, in regards to the strike, I mean, you know, I, I'm glad to see, you know, I guess depending on how long the actors are still on strike, it could start to impact some things. But at least there'll be stuff that's written, you know, and picked up and, you know, hey, who will star in it will be determined. Um, but, you know, I mean, hey, we're still probably going to have a rough January, February 
um, this year, like usual, uh, maybe even a little worse, but you know, some product did move. So I think that'll kind of counterbalance it. You know, one of the things we talked about is Dune, you know, moving to March. So, you know, there are probably are a couple things to look forward to this winter. Um, but you know, Dune will be right around the corner is kind of a tent pole to kind of get rallied up for March. So, uh, it's exciting, you know, um, it's just hopefully, It'll be interesting to see in, in about a year or so when we're watching something that was like, hey, this happened during the strike and they kind of fudged it a little bit. And if, you know, that ends up being something we talk about. So um, mm-hmm. I look forward to that time and dissecting some of the product uh, of the strike. Because uh, I even think I, I don't remember there was a big property. I thought it was Andor that said they just finished filming um, recently or maybe it was something else. And I kind of got a little concerned. Uh, it might have been something else. I might be wrong on the Andor part, but. I saw something come across and I was like, they finished shooting that. That doesn't sound great. Um, considering the mm-hmm. actors and the writers are on strike. I don't know. Gotcha. The one good thing I, I, I learned, I read today, uh, with the, with the strike is, uh, infamous, uh, uh, scab drew Barrymore, who, um, I don't know if you guys saw this, get her, uh, get her instead of waking, waiting five days to go and, and start her, her stuff and, and stir the pot. Uh, now her writers are refusing to go back to work on her show. Beautiful. Love it. So there's that. Love it. Yeah. Um, that is great karma. Uh, however, it's interesting because talking about some of these, I, I just saw SNL is going to be coming back in like two weeks or a week, which is kind of surprising because it's like, well, the actors are still on strike. Um and then the other thing was uh, Jimmy Fallon is coming back too, and the strike that's stuff the with worst him. Part of that's the worst part <laughs> of the strike coming back is Jimmy Fallon still in the air. Well, so this the strike stuff with him. I think I think there was like a thing about him where he said he was going to pay for his staff or whatever, and he did it for like two weeks, and then <laughs> then he just didn't do it anymore. But then there was also that um, explosive. I think it was a Rolling Stone piece that came out. Uh, did you guys see that? I don't think Is so. Is that the it one was... where they were like talking, like given how he's just a terrible person? Yeah, they interviewed like <laughs> twenty former staffers anonymously, mm. or I think I think it was a mix of former and current actually, and it was pretty unanimous that the dude is a giant d bag, um, very. Uh, bipolar sometimes he'll be manic and happy and your best friend but most of the time he's kind of a diva and um uh i think there might have even been some some um hints at maybe being under the influence while working um mm, tough. So i don't know I, I don't know yeah but i i don't know i've always gotten a weird vibe from him anyway you know so I can I can buy into it. I'm not going to say it's fact, but they they have a lot of people going on record. So, uh, I don't oh, know. Well. well, maybe he'll come off the air and everyone wins. Um, <laughs> yeah, and also for the Saturday Night Live thing, I think what I heard they were doing is using like uh, non actor stars, similar to when uh, Travis Kelsey was on it and hosting. So he, I guess he's not a member of SAG. Well, yeah. Yeah, but so like the the opening host is going to be Pete Davidson, but I mean Pete is an actor. He he's right. been in movies, um, and likewise with uh, the SNL writers. I mean, even though you know the they the people write their own sketches in some regards, not there, not every cast there member. Might be, but, there might be some loophole in there um, 
for for sketch comedy, maybe. It's just um, yeah, I, I'm sure there is. I'm sure it's all in the up and up, but it just it yeah. seems kind of shady to me, you know. Agreed. I guess. <laughs> okay. And uh, the last thing I had for the news was uh, you guys talked about it a little bit ago, and I only wanted to bring it up only to get under the skin of one of you. Uh, mm, was I it's now who. confirmed after many rumors that uh, that uh, star tight end is dating tra- uh, Taylor Swift. Only reason I wanted to bring this up, and it is this is actually movie related for everyone listening, is uh, at the Jets Chiefs game. Taylor was in a box with Ryan Reynolds. Uh, what's that guy's name? Hugh Jackman. It slipped my yeah. mind. It slipped my mind. Hugh Jackman. What's that guy's? Name? What's that guy's name? <laughs> Sophie Turner and Sean Levy, who is the director of Deadpool Three. Um, uh, the and you missed one. Stars- Blake Lively, Ryan Reynolds' oh, wife, well, and I, I, also an actress in her own right. I understand, but I was gonna. She's not in the MCU yet. She will be soon. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, with Hugh Jackman, Ryan, and and uh, and Sophie Turner, they're all part of the Fox X Men franchise, and mm. it's been rumored that Taylor Swift will be in Deadpool three as Dazzler. Uh, so at cool. least maybe that's a real rumor. I hey man, it, just uh, I see you shaking okay. your head. It's possible. So it yes, it is possible. Brad Pitt was in Deadpool two. Um, I know for for a fourteen so seconds. Was he? Was he? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah he, he was. Yeah. Um. But uh, so CGI I could see. To me. I. I mean, yeah, but he was in the movie. He's in well, the. They really? Well, they didn't um, really electrocute him. <laughs> well, no. I, it's a movie. <laughs> it's not real life. Right. We don't say, "Oh, hey, let me toss you into electric lines." <laughs> um. Taylor Swift, if she's Dazzler, isn't going to shoot out mutant powers from her fingertips. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, sure, stunt casting could happen. Um, I think I read that her and Blake are pretty close friends, so that's more likely what happened. Uh, and Sophie as well. Um, I don't know. I don't care. That's fine. Just as long as it's not a major role and uh, as long as Brittany Mahomes doesn't have a, 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 an appearance. Anywhere or, in or any that of other these one. films. What's the other? Yeah. Jackson. Jackson. Uh, I only oh, wanted to bring oh, that up because oh. I knew I knew how much this uh, this relationship uh, got under your skin a little bit. Uh, it does. Yeah, I'm feeling a little too. queasy just talking. About <laughs> <Yeah. it. laughs> I tried yeah. to tie it back to movies as much as I can. Hey, so. kudos to you, man. <laughs> Thank you. All right, that's all I got in the news. No more news. That's it for the news. Okay, so um, it's been a little while, I feel like, since we talked about a TV show. Uh, I think Mm. we were all pretty kind of out on Secret Invasion. Normally we cover the MCU stuff, but... um, I watched it and sucked. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right, there we go. (laughs) We talked about it. Yeah, (laughs) I watched the first episode, and and that was it. Um, Did yourself a favor. Y'all are some brave souls. But uh, we have the newest entry into the Star Wars universe, which is Ahsoka, um, based on or following the adventures of Ahsoka Tano, famous character from the Clone Wars. And we've also seen her in The Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett. So um, uh, and Rebels, of course. Uh, So, Hans, why don't you why don't you kick us off? I think, you know, you're you're one of the bigger Star Wars fans in here. I mean, we all are, but. Uh, you have seen Rebels and Clone Wars, correct? Yes. So, uh, yeah, you touched on it. Just it, it really. Um, so it starts off with the events after um, 
after Rebels, now I'm after her appearance on The Mandalorian. Uh, so the main character, Ahsoka, played by Rosario Dawson, um, is who's uh, one thing we're going to talk about is there are some people that are in this movie are in the show that do similar voices that do the voices of their characters in rebels or clone wars. Um, I think, I think she's not one of them. Um, I know there was a lot of, of stuff going on against her because they didn't get the original, um, actress at the time, but, um, who did Ahsoka, but she's like 30 years older. So whatever. Um, so yeah, so the story takes place after rebels and after, um, after the episode of Mandalorian in terms of timelines with her appearance on book of Boba Fett, I think this is, before it's not really clear of the timeline um i think boba fett is after this show so i thought boba was in between seasons two and three of mandalorian like that's when it released but i think also chronologically that's when it happens i'm not sure that's why i'm I'm still like uh, i'm I'm, I'm not yeah thank you and good luck good luck i tried (laughs) Um, so there's a lot of back and forth. So, you know, this, the show starts off with Ahsoka trying to find, um, uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn, who is, uh, as the, you know, his, his first appearance in the Star Wars universe was like, I think 25, 30 years ago in a book called a book series called heir to the empire where, uh, it's, uh, alternate Star Wars universe, um, where legends, legends as a, as they are calling them nowadays, retconned canon, Um, yeah where he is basically emperor level threat um and a, a very a very serious threat to the galaxy and he's the one of the last remaining um remaining parts of the empire that are still out there um at the end of rebels he does uh, and i i know you guys have not seen rebels um or at least no. you have you seen any of it greg have you seen any or you've seen some uh i've seen like youtube clips but fire away <laughs> my guy if you need okay. to spoil, spoil away. Harry, you go with spoilers? Uh, I probably will never watch it, so it's fine. Okay. Everyone listening, if you don't want spoilers for the Sorry, end of Don. Rebels, if you don't yeah, <laughs> if you don't want spoilers for the end, by the time he listens to this, it'll be 2025. <laughs> Ahsoka season two will be out. Um, Fair. <laughs> so this takes place after, um, at the end of Rebels, uh, one character that we will talk about, Ezra, ends up going to another galaxy, transport to another galaxy with Thrawn, uh, and basically gets rid of Thrawn from the current galaxy that we all know and love in the Star Wars world. Um, Ahsoka hears remnants that Thrawn may be coming back and, you know, wants to try and, and figure, find out where Thrawn is, but may, more importantly, find out where Ezra went, because wherever Thrawn went, Ezra was. Um, with that being said, so just we to, get... Sorry, I was going to say, just to clarify from everything I've found so far, is that Ahsoka takes place... Uh, concurrently with and after the events of Mandalorian season three. So I think it's probably the closest thing we'll get to, well, not the closest thing we'll get, but closest thing we have right now before episode seven. Um, however long, you know, before and after, or after before that. Um, but I've read it from multiple different things. I think this is like five or six years after the battle of Endor. And I feel like episode seven is like 20 roughly. Yeah, I yeah, I mean, uh, Harrison Ford age is like th- pretty bad. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's got to be like thirty years. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Multiple multiple different sites seem to say it takes place during Mandalorian season three after Boba Fett, and uh, obviously the first okay. two seasons of. Uh, Thank you to our community notes. <laughs> yeah, <Harry>. Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so yeah, so um, with that being said, now they uh, you know they introduce a couple new characters that um, come into the um, the mix. Uh, Balin and Shin, who uh, Jedi are they? Jedi are they Sith? We don't really know. They dark Jedi. They got some really cool orange lightsabers, which we haven't seen before in real and live action Star Wars. Um, and you know they they help um, Morgan Elsbeth get out of jail. Morgan Elsbeth was in the uh, <clears throat> excuse me the episode of Mandalorian where uh, Ahsoka captures her and puts her into custody. And the next time we see her, she's getting broken out by Balin and Shin. Uh, and Balin and Shin, their main, as of right now, from at this point, we think they're trying to help her find Thrawn. But Balin, uh, he's a very mysterious character played by uh, the late Ray Stevenson. Um, we also get some older, uh, we get some uh, introductions to some of the Rebels characters. Um, Hera, who, uh, played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead, um, Sabine, uh, who's a Mandalorian Jedi in training, and, um, Chopper, who is probably the deadliest person, um, outside of an empire. He has a, he has mm-hmm. a body count of, in like the hundreds of thousands, uh, he's responsible and he doesn't care. Um, I'll talk about that in a little bit, uh, but yeah, so... I, w- I will say with without seeing uh, and one of the, one of the things I want to bring up first to you guys is as not watching rebels how did you handle the first few episodes of this show um cuz it is very it relies on a lot of rebels um a lot of rebels references and they're throwing out names like Ezra who's the main character of rebels he's um and then it gets to the point where rebels ending is actually the ending of the first episode where Sabine goes with Ahsoka. So um, that's actually live action of the end of Rebels. So you oh, see that I scene in Rebels in anime. Yeah, so so when Sabine goes to Ahsoka and she has the cloak on and she's looking at the, the mural, that's actually the last shot in Rebels in the animated series that they did for live action. So this, so this it, like, starts it off... Fast forwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy! I didn't know that. Yeah, so this is the first episode. Is basically like a prequel to the end of Rebels. Interesting. Um, but um, yeah, like, what are your thoughts going into this? I know I, they they did say that uh, go leading up, it was going to be very Rebels heavy with references. But I felt like a, a lot of people that I know um, that they they watched this and weren't familiar with Rebels still it like were able to pick up what was going on. So. I, Harry, do you want me to tackle this first, or you want yeah, to? Yeah, I mean, you got you got some Rebels vibes uh, and Clone Wars vibes where I have none. So I think uh, transitioning <laughs> to you and your opinion would be best. Just go down the uh, yeah, the, down the, the Rebels line. exposure. <laughs> um, yeah, so I have never watched an episode of Rebels, um, but I have seen some clips on YouTube. I'm vaguely familiar with the characters, more so I can name them and i know what they look like but um i don't know backstories or like character relationships so i was kind of playing a little bit of catch up um based and and i didn't do any additional research it was more just um you know trying to piece together what ahsoka the show was providing in terms of backstory on these characters and typically when it comes to this type of stuff whether it's marvel or star wars (laughs) not to toot my own horn but i'm usually pretty learned because i can i consume a lot of this stuff and i have been for years 
but this was a blind spot in my you know knowledge base so um so i definitely get that that fomo sense that some people have hair you know i imagine this is what it's like for you going into some of the more obscure yeah, yeah. marvel things um so it was kind of interesting because i don't i'm not normally in that position and i do feel like it's like, oh, I bet this is important, but I don't know, and I'm hoping they'll toss me a bone, but I, you know, we'll see. Um, and I feel like I, I was able to catch most of what I needed, but there's probably little things like Easter eggs or like what you just mentioned, that scene that I just whoosh, right over my head. So um, I don't know. Uh, it. It didn't help not seeing this. I'll say that much. Um, I don't know that it hindered completely, but um, but it was definitely there. Uh, Hera, how about you? Yeah, there, there's definitely there's definitely a piece going in for me where you know Ahsoka is such a beloved character in the Star Wars universe that I am just not familiar with that uh, love and I guess world building. Um, so the, I've always felt a little out on that. Um, and I feel as though this was I was I was a little bit excited because I was hoping it would be a, a jumping in point um, into, I guess, that character and the world that they lived, I guess, similar to Mandalorian in a way um, where I know Mandalorian has similar vibes where some characters have been introduced in either Rebels or Clone Wars. I'm sure uh, the fans can fact check me out there on, you know, which ones were which. Um so I was I was a little bit excited and intrigued, but I was also a little bit concerned because Star Wars, uh, to me, um, and similar to Marvel, um, as Greg had mentioned, uh, they don't have the best track record with uh, these shows so far. Um, and there's been a lot of moving and shaking to kind of pil- uh, build this one up to be kind of the way back in. Um, you know, and, and hands your initial question was, how was it coming in? And, you know, I gotta be honest, the first couple episodes felt pretty, pretty generic, uh, you know, uh, Star Wars to me. Uh, I didn't feel as though there were many surprises. There was your typical, um, you know, Ray Stevens, uh, sorry, Ray, Ray Stevenson's character, Balin, um, where he's just kind of talking to you about what he has to do and what he wants to do, but not really what he's going to do or what his actions are going to be. Just kind of hinting around that he's also, you know, working with, uh, you know, Morgan Elizabeth, but not really. He has his own goals, but I'm not going to talk about those. Um, you know, and as, as you mentioned, Greg, there's a little bit of like, hey, you know, here are these two characters, Sabine and Ahsoka getting back together and, we're not really going to talk around the issues. We're going to dance around it. Um, and I, I think it's pretty cool that they kind of did the first episode like that, like Hans was saying. Um, but nothing, nothing, nothing about even, I would say, the first three, maybe I'd go three and a half episodes to me, uh, screamed anything that felt different, um, nor did it feel uh, engaging enough to pull me into this world that I've missed out on. And maybe that is me missing out on the best part of it. You know, there's a lot of times where I get jealous of of you guys, you know, and especially our buddy Tim in the comic book world of like, hey, man, you never read this, ver- you know, this version of it. And it's like, it's super cool. Or, you know, when we talk about even video games, like, you know, if you're not playing the, the Spider-Man games and then I know the new one's coming out just to kind of turn it on that. It's like, 
dude, you're kind of missing out on probably maybe the coolest Spider-Man universe. Um, you know, or you know, or you're not watching into the Spider-Verse, like that's probably the coolest. So there's just all these this different stuff which kind of had my mind racing with it a little bit, but um, you know, I will say when jumping into the first couple episodes and we can kind of take it how you guys want to with that, you know, whether you want to discuss more of the characters first or, or the episodes, but I kind of wasn't, wasn't sucked in uh, there during the first half. Okay. Now, sorry, I was, I was, I didn't think you were going to stop. I was in the middle of chewing a great points. Great. A, points. a, a, a very not, a not good tasting cool ranch Dorito. I apologize. Oh no. I'm sorry. They're not good. This bag might be bad. Yeah. Um, well, the well, what do you want to dive into, Hands? What do you think will be more beneficial here? The characters? Do you want to talk a little bit about, you know, early impressions? So, I, I, all right. So coming from someone who's watched Rebels and Clone Wars, like I, I find this, this, um, and just to kind of on on your points where I can see where how it, it did seem a little generic, and even as someone as a fan of both of their shows and that and those worlds and those characters, I Sabine, she's a wet blanket. She is just, she's just, she's just a Debbie Downer and she just mopes the whole time. I don't, it's been a while since I really focused on watch rebels. Cause I think it's been five or six years since it was off the air and they stopped showing it. I don't remember her being like that as annoying or just that mopey. Um, I mean, she did lose her best friend with Ezra, but um, at the did same time, know? typical I, Star Wars I, question. I, yeah. Um, I, there was a lot of going into the, the mystery of, I think the show leaned, and and we're going to talk a little bit in in terms of fan service, at least I and I thought about it as like some of the things that we were you guys were just going over is where this show relied very heavily on fan service in terms of bringing in Ezra, bringing in Thrawn. There's one episode there they bring back where we talk about where they bring back Anakin, where I think it's the difference between fan service and actual moving the story, um, and. I don't know. It, it this was tough because Rebels has Rebels doesn't have a it has a very big following, but it's not main Star Wars. Like everyone who watched the previous shows of Star Wars are not gonna like Book of Boba Fett. Everyone knows who Boba Fett was. I mean, he was in the Christmas special. He had his own toys all the time, and he was like a very popular character. And, I like that you start so, off with the Christmas I, special. Yeah, I the Christmas too, special. Yes, uh, I was. Uh, yeah, um, the most obscure. Yep. <laughs> Happy life day, folks. Uh, if you, if you were in it. that, if you were in that, then you made it. Um, but um, yeah, like Boba Fett, Obi Wan, these are all characters that we know, and like the Mandalorian was brand new, but even that relied on some some fan service at a, at a couple different points of it, especially when they brought Ahsoka in for season two. So I I, I do see where a lot of people didn't like this as much because they felt like I know a lot of people were felt like they needed to watch rebels or certain clips. And even Dave Filoni came out and said, if you really want to know, like get the best most out of Ahsoka, here's a list of episodes to watch. That would drive me crazy to say, Ugh. all right, well now I got to watch six episodes of the clone wars. Then I got to go to watch X amount of rebels. Cause Ahsoka's not in all of rebels. And you gotta like, I can't watch, I can't skip around episodes on a show. I haven't like, I can't do that. Like I have to watch it in order. Um, but I think that I guess what they to bring in some of the the older like to tie it into Rebels I think was was a, probably their best bet to do that to to make sure this succeeded because I think they were trying to bring in that Rebels fan base because Ahsoka is in Clone Wars and Rebels but I think they wanted to just do as much fan service and bring in as many characters instead of telling 
their own story. No, I don't say original story because it seems. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not. It, it is cookie cutter for the most part. Um, but I, I think that they needed to bring in the, that that cold following for Rebels to drive on the success of this and get more people into it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the first half, for your point of the first half of the show, is extremely generic. And it gets to a point where you don't really know what's like, like Balin. And I, and I, you know, Ray Stevenson's the best part of this show. He is absolutely kills this role. And it's a shame that, um, you know, that his character's still living at the end of the first season because it's expected that he's going to be back for any future project that Ahsoka's involved in. Yeah, you're going to have to That recast. ain't happening now. Uh, they got to recast it. So, yeah. I hope Chris Pratt's well, not busy. And, that's it, it. I didn't mean to cut you off, but that's the interesting point for me. Like the Shin and Balin relationship, like I would have loved to have seen that explored. Like there, there's part of me that sees something like, you know, we talked a little bit about Thrawn surprise. He, he uh, makes an appearance in this in a couple episodes. We talk about Anakin. We talk about Ren. We talk about, or Sabine, sorry. We talk about Ezra. And it's like everybody who has watched Rebels or Clone Wars should already have and and Hera and and Chopper should already have a, a like their thoughts about these characters. Like for me, it's like you're almost doing a disservice by not diving into the most interesting people about this, or like like Thrawn even. Like if I if I'm not is it was Thrawn in Rebels or Clone Wars? He's in Rebels. He's the he's, he's the main Rebels. villain towards okay, the end of okay. towards the, towards end, of the end of Rebels. Okay, <laughs> but like for the most that I know or heard of him, it's from either comics or or books. Um, in his detail, and like I would have loved to have seen you know some more backstory of how he got to where he was. Um, you know what I mean? I I guess we don't have to replay the whole you know Rebels battle out, but there's definitely an element to this where it's like, and I I don't mean to be crude with this or 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 negative but it's like hey we don't need to show that battle because you could watch it on rebels and that'll save us a ton of money when we can just kind of focus on the after fact uh, aftermath of it and i i'm not using that as a judgment point for it but some of the interesting characters or some of the interesting storylines like like you talk about ray stevenson it's like i think he's a great part of the show too it literally ends with him being like now I'm going to get to the point that I've been kind of hinting at the whole entire up you know season of eight episodes and it's like dude can you give me like something more like in as far as the storytelling so this is where when you mentioned cookie cutter for me it's a lot of like repetition with this obi-wan boba fett you know and even mandalorian in i'd say maybe part of season two through season three of just cookie cutter stories and and how we progress through it and it's just all we do is just talk about or like they they spent half the season trying to you know uh, figure out how to use this this cube to go to find Thrawn. And there's multiple episodes where you think they're going to use it at a certain point, but then it moves to another point where this is really where they're going to use it. But then somebody else has to travel to them to meet them there. And it's just, uh, I'm getting off on a tangent, so I apologize. But it's just, it's a little frustrating um, from my perspective. Papa, I don't know about your thoughts on kind of the early episodes or the characters for you. Uh, yeah, there's kind of a lot I want to touch base on, but real quick, since, since that was the most recent point you went on, yeah. I do, I don't like that trope of like, 
oh, here's a map where we have to – it'll lead yeah. to somebody. Like, first of all – They, they basically did a better sense, version of, of finding Snoke. Like, they just made up the whole Snoke storyline. But then this time they're like, actually, we have a map and a key to get us there. <laughs> so they've done this with Luke. They've done yeah. this with the Emperor. Now they're doing it with um, – Shout out uh, the Emperor in uh, episode seven or eight or whichever one it was when he gets nine. hinted at that that's the theory. Um, no, oh, yeah, when, yeah, when yeah. they hint at him in the show. Uh, and and now they're doing with Thrawn and it's like, <laughs> dude, just, just stop making – who makes a map to a person, first of all? Um, yeah. But second of all, it's like it's such a weird thing. Like I, I don't know. There's got to be a better way to write around that. But I'm just – I'm tired of that. Let's stop doing that, Star Wars, yeah. please. That's, um, that's the, literally the plot of Rise of Skywalker. That's, yeah. That's, they, well, yeah, yeah exactly. Find that's the Wayfinder. Yeah. 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 That's awful. So I don't Somehow know. Somehow Palpatine returned. Um, I, I will say I get your point about being generic. However, I think that I think some of it is just inherent with the property. Like you're. Yeah. For I sure. think it's it's I think it's to be expected that we get much more of kind of like same old, same old and less of stuff like Andor or like Rogue One. Um, mm. Now, when we do get those, it stands out and it's awesome. Um, but those are going to be few and far between. And most of it's going to yeah. be like adventure fantasy stuff. That's just the way it is. Yeah. I feel as though too, though, with like, especially with the, the, even the first six movies, I feel like there's certain elements where I can point to whether I know the name of the world or not, that just have a feel to me. And with the Mandalorian and with Obi-Wan and, you know, with Ahsoka and Boba Fett, I felt like it was all just generic, you know, places or, you know, buildings or whatever it is. And, you know, I mean, you could I would include Andor a little bit just because I don't want to be biased because I think that's the best Star Wars property show we've gotten. Um, but like, you know, like with, with Andor, I, I, I can picture the woods. Do you know what I mean? With Hoth, right. I can picture the snow, even with you know, uh, attack of the clones. Like I can picture that, you know, red rock that they end up getting captured and they have the big fight, you know, area around like, Geonosis. Yeah. whatever, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. this is what I'm saying. Um, yeah. so, but it's just like, there's so many things that I can just pinpoint where like, it feels like a moment. It feels like a place. And just with all this other stuff, you know, it even, yeah, I include the Marvel stuff. And this is like, I think a big, bigger Disney problem. And, and maybe I'm getting off topic of the show of just like this generic kind of, you know, areas that like don't have a feel you know even in the, its own show um so for it. i'm gonna play devil's advocate to that and sure. i'm going to say that that is less a fault of the writing and more a fault of the franchise expanding so yeah. like that stuff is so memorable because at the time we only had three movies or we only yeah. had six movies and every planet there were few planets and every planet was distinctly different but now when you throw in all yeah. of these additional hours of content and all of these different things, you have to start reinventing planets. And realistically, look, I mean, stuff stuff is going to be different. Like Jakku is another Tatooine. You know, it is what yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, so you're just going to you're going to start to see the same landscapes over and over. And um, they they kind of run together. I mean, I yeah. I couldn't even count all the planets that we've seen at this point. So. I no, totally yeah, get that, course, but yeah. I don't. I don't think that's like a a writing issue. I think, it, like I said, it just it's going to run together eventually. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. So, 
one thing about episode one that I noticed um, with Ahsoka, which I do think was writing, um, was that, she, I don't know, it didn't feel like she had much dialogue. And I was really shocked by that. Like, she just, most of it was just very stoic and posy. Yeah. Like, she was kind of doing a silent hero thing and and all I of that, that stuff. And I'm like, what's going on here? Like, it just, it's not... For the show being named after the lead character, she she had a shockingly low amount of dialogue. And to your point, Harry, about what you said, you know, hoping for this to be like an entry point, it definitely wasn't that. And I would I would also argue even people that knew her um, from across the various uh, entries, this was, you know, very different for her. Um, and I get it. You know, time passes and the characters change yeah, she's a lot of Skywalker, war and... you know what i mean <laughs> yeah so, well that's a little different but great and greg to back up your point yes she's a, she just in the in the clone wars and rebels she's just like blah 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 blah, blah. like she talks fast right. and she's very right. like she's quick moving and and this at least not nothing against the rosario dawson one but she just is very calm and and talks slower and yeah, yeah. it is a much well, different presentation of the character. So like I can I can get that because when we first see her, she is a kid, and then you know I guess when we yeah. see her in Rebels, she's um you know late teens or or whatever. But like she lives through all of these dark times and being hunted and all of this stuff. Whereas Luke, it's a little different because he was an adult. He started out as a, a late teenager, but he was an adult living through the fall of the, the empire and taking an active part in it. So there's no reason for him to resign himself, even, you know, the apprentice stuff, whatever, but it's a little bit of a different character arc. It's not apples to apples. It's more apples to oranges. I am. I feel like we um, just didn't get to see the character arc for Luke, but that's to me. Yeah. Um, but some other stuff as far as the characters uh, that I wanted to talk about. Um, the Force users uh, is what I'm going to call them because we don't know at the time if they're Jedi or what they are. But um, Balin and uh, um, Shin, uh, very intriguing like the designs um really had no idea where this was going to go or who exactly they were um because you know shin kind of has the the padawan braid but it's like she's way too young to have existed while the jedi were still in power um balon you know who who was his master you know what's his deal like all that stuff so i liked that they they kind of kept things um close to the vest with them because it had me guessing. Uh, I'll be honest. I didn't pick up on the, the fact that the lightsabers were orange. I thought they were red and I didn't notice until actually today, someone pointed it out to me. Shout out our boy Lee at work. Um, Shout out Lee. That they, they were in fact orange because I was like with red lightsabers, the the force user has to like pour in their malice and hate into the kyber crystal and that's what turns it red and these guys were not that you know they like they were calculated and they're they're not good guys but like they're not also driven by like revenge or hatred or any of the things the dark side does so it's like i didn't understand the red lightsaber thing uh but orange makes sense now um 
Hu Yang. <laughs> I I like Hu Yang, but he is the latest in a long line of sassy droids. It seems like every oh droid God. has has a uh, backtalk problem and and just sass levels out the wazoo. Um, sass is, I guess, one of the millions of languages that they're programmed in. Um, but I do like him. I think. I don't know. I think out of the new era um, droids, I I really like K two S O and obviously uh, Hu Yang. Um, he's just he's very matter of fact with things, and him telling Sabine she was flat out the worst um, Jedi learner ever was yeah. uh, was pretty funny. Um, interesting dynamic, interesting droid design too. Really like that. Uh, was Hu Yang in Clone Wars or Rebels hands? So it's it's been a while. I think he has some presence in there, and I have to. I don't. I don't know if he was part of the yeah, main I part think, of Rebels. I think I, he is. In, I think I did read something because I think David Tennant did the voice of yeah. Hugh Yang in the show. So I think he was one of the few returning, as you had mentioned earlier, hands in regards to that. Um, yeah, that character. Um, I think he's more Clone Wars than Rebels, um, but which makes sense. Yeah, because it's during the time of the Jedi. <laughs> And he's also been around for like thousands and thousands of years. He's like, yeah, really, sure. really. well, there, there's that in the um, Jedi Survivor game, right? There's that similar droid that that you find who yeah, reminded like a lot from of Yang way back, definitely before his time. She's like early that days. Looks of the very Jedi similar order. design oh. to me. Hurang, his his birth is twenty five thousand years before the Battle of Yavin. Okay. Oh, wow. might, uh, what about for Jedi Survivor? I feel Jeez. like she's got to be like a hundred thousand. She's old. She's like, yeah. Um, Sabine and Hera. Uh, this was my introduction to them. I, again, you know, I I knew their look and their names, but I didn't know too much about them. Um, interesting to see Sabine was a Mandalorian. I don't think I knew that. Um, and yeah. Also interesting that none of the stuff that happened in Mandalorian or Book of Boba Fett was touched on uh, with her. So I guess, she's I mean, I guess you know, she's fine. Well, I mean, no, it's 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 like if if there is this massive gathering of Mandalorians, maybe word would have traveled out across the galaxy and she'd be aware of it. Or maybe she just doesn't care yeah. about her heritage. I don't know. It's just uh, it was or maybe Ahsoka had... was working with the Mandalorian, and, like could have met. Yeah, something. well, we had we had two Mandalorian centric <laughs> yeah. shows, and yeah. somehow none of that has made its way to her. So I don't know. Um, yeah, but I, I like her. Yeah, I like her character. I actually didn't find her mopey. I thought she was fairly upbeat given the situation. And I've I've actually got more on that later. Um, I think as I think as the season went on, she got a little more mopier. She's like, bleh, bleh, bleh. that's how I yeah. imagined her. I don't know. Uh, and then Hera was pretty cool. I don't have too much to say on her. I, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, I thought was uh, really good in the role and um, uh, she makeup looked fantastic. Doesn't she doesn't have a lot to do in this? Um, she really yeah. she really doesn't. A lot of it is just her talking. So she's not really involved too much. Um, other outside of her son Jason. Who who does yeah. who is a little more towards the story and um and Jason's father Kanan who's voiced by Freddie Prince Jr. in Rebels who's not in this cause nice uh we didn't I don't think we touched on it when we discussed Mando but um Morgan Elsbeth played by Diana Lee Inosanto um I am a huge martial arts fan as I've discussed before uh her father um 
uh, Dan Inosanto, uh, for those that don't know, actually trained Bruce Lee uh, as Whoa. well as being a student of Bruce Lee. But he trained Bruce in Bow Staff and Nunchaku. Um, and also um, just an all-around amazing fighter. So, And he's also trained... Um, I know Brandon Lee, I want to say, um, I want to say maybe Chuck Norris. I don't know, but he's got some martial arts pedigree. Uh, Diana Lee in Asanto, Bruce Lee was her godfather. So there's, there's pedigree there. So it was cool to see her have more rather than just the one-off in Mando. Um, mm-hmm. And then I didn't see Rebels, but apparently Clancy Brown's Ryder Azadi was a character in Rebels. Um, and Dude, I love Clancy Brown. <laughs> I never don't love him. Anything he shows up in, whether it's live action or a voice, he is always the man. Um, so I just I love that he has had this enduring career. Like I think my first exposure to him was probably Highlander, where he played the Kurgan. And anytime I see him in anything since, I just I love it. Um also for me, he's probably like the definitive Lex Luthor. He did the voice of Luthor in the Superman and Justice League animated shows um, and just like perfect voice for it. So always happy to see Clancy Brown, although he didn't have too much to do in here. Um, The only other thing I wanted to actually two quick things I wanted to touch on and then I'll toss it back to you guys. Uh, First thing is Star Wars magic. So, um, what I mean by that, not so much the Night Sisters magic, which I'm sure we'll get into later, but um, there's some things in terms of like production um, that that just have a Star Wars feel to it, whether it's the opening fanfare or like the uh, the credit scroll, um, you know, that type of stuff. And I feel like it's kind of been missing. Um, there's like hints of it here and there, you know, John Williams doing the score for Obi-Wan or, you know, maybe um, James Earl Jones coming back to do a voice, but like, it just, it doesn't feel the same and it hasn't for a while. And this was the first time we got a credit scroll, I think since episode nine. Um, I laughed what? when the credit scroll came on, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. The dead you didn't speak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so That's kind of first I was... what I thought of since I was the last one we saw. <laughs> well, Maybe. yes, that is that is an iconic line. Uh but yeah, no, I, I was happy that we got that back. And don't get me wrong, the other stuff still still missing for sure, but this was at least a tiny part to kind of go towards that. Sure. I just it doesn't it doesn't feel the same as the movies and I think I read, and I don't know if the stance has changed or anything, but a few years back, I, I want to say something came out where they were saying, oh, yeah, we're only going to do the credit scroll and the long time ago in a galaxy far, far away stuff for like the main Skywalker movies. And it's like, all right, well, great, but those are over. So I'm never going to get that feel again. Like, yeah. you know, and I'm not saying you have to stamp it on everything, but like, give me some of that, man. Um, yeah, so I was happy I, they, they brought that back here. I will say one of the feelings I do get from that, um, that I ha- I will applaud them over the, I mean, you know, over the time of these shows being out is their mm-hmm. score um, for mm-hmm. a lot of it. For sure. Um, I think they've really nailed it out of the park as far as having some creative talent 
either, you know, compose the scores or having differences, um, you know, listen, we all love the, 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 uh, the classic Star Wars introduction at the beginning of the Skywalker trilogy. And yeah, like you said, Greg, if, if that's the way it's going to be, that's a disappointing, but I will say kudos to them and in, in the sound department, um, for continuing to elevate and, be creative when it comes to the soundtrack. Cause every time the score or the intro for the show came on, I never skipped it. Um, uh, or even the credits, even for that matter, I'd love to see the credit score at the end too. Um, yeah. so yeah, I, I hear you with that, with, with a little bit of that magic for sure. Uh, last thing I, Oh, I'm sorry, Hans. Did you? No, I was gonna say like, I, I do agree, but I think, I don't think any, I think Mandalorian might start with a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, but <laughs> I think that's they don't do the the crawl. I think the crawl's done, but I think they that's moved dumb. they moved away from that now because they have that weird intro now that only focuses on like the droids. Oh, the light, yeah. yeah, it's like kind of like yeah. the Marvel one with all like the characters. Kylo's helmet, Vader's helmet. Yeah. Is anyone, if you like have a helmet that. or you're a droid, they pop you in there. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um. Last thing I wanted to touch on before I pass it off, uh, Sabine. So I want to say it was in episode. Three, uh, which was probably my least favorite episode, but mm. she's on um, the ghost and she's talking to um, Ahsoka about the force and Sabine's trying to use it in just even the most basic of ways. And she said, why doesn't everyone use the force? And Ahsoka says something along the lines of what well, does require some talent. And like, while that's not wrong, it's interesting, too, because like we have the whole concept of midi-chlorians, right? Which they introduced in episode one and i know they kind of moved away from it but it's like that is a thing it's in there and there was like no nothing touching on it it's like well not everyone can use the force because not everybody has many chlorians or at least high counts of them anyway so i don't know like the talent is a thing but also genetics is a thing um i I kind of looked at that with what Hugh uh, Hugh Yang was saying in regards to like you would be by far the worst um, <laughs> when he was talking about it. Like I kind of I kind of got the impression that it was kind of something that she either both of them wanted to commit to when with Ahsoka and with Sabine with her trying to follow the way of the Jedi and become her Padawan, but that it would be an uphill climb because she doesn't have as much ability like you said so i I don't know i kind of read it as like that was the case but without like you said establishing like yeah you're mid you're mid glory you know uh you know we we took a look at your count on your charts uh here's your doctor and uh you're a little low in that sorry so you know you can can keep training you know might might grow a couple but it's really going to be you know uh if it decides to accept you or not or not drink some prime energy yeah exactly you don't have enough prime in you it, it just it was weird to me because it's like fair it's something that's been established but they just kind of overlooked it and hey if that's what we're gonna do that's what we're gonna do but yeah um i don't think talent is the only qualifier uh hands any thoughts on that yeah you guys uh, you guys obviously don't remember the end of the uh, last jedi when oh, uh, i remember little kid that little kid used the force to get broom the boy. broom that the broom boy that yeah. picked it up Broom so, boy's got high middies. So anyone can use the force. That's what I took away from that. And 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 why I, that's such a great movie by the great Ryan Johnson that they carried it over this. Yes, anyone can use the force. Boy. Little stable boy picked up his yeah, broom he's with just, the force. He's he's on the wrong track. You know what I mean? He's 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 in the stables. He's not getting his shot at Jedi lore. So what can it's we do? Be great, fair if I had such the a force, great, I'd use it to sweep too. 
Yeah, it's such a great storyline that they actually had a whole movie after that and never addressed it. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Well, yeah. that's that's what I had for now. Uh, hands. What else? Where, where do you want to take us from here? All right. So I want to. Um, I would like to fast forward a little bit. We did talk about the first couple episodes. I want to get to the one that. Uh, I just want to talk about it. The one. He's back. He's back, baby. Hayden Christensen. We got him. Hades, Hades Christensen. That's his new name. Hades <laughs> Christensen. Um, Hayden Christensen is back. Is Anakin Skywalker um, in uh, in the what's known as the World Between Worlds? I'm not sure if you guys heard of heard of that that realm that existed. Um, it's basically a realm within time and space in Star Wars. Um, okay, yeah, let's talk about this because I had no idea what this was or where they right, were. So, I'm like, is she dead? Is she not? Like, what is this? I want to first off by say, like, it, and I it, will be here all night if I try and explain what the world between worlds <laughs> really is. So uh, I don't. There's I've I've gotten to a lot of people, and I've gotten to, into like these kind of shows after I watch it. I love watching reactions, other people's reactions to watching it, who are like bigger Star Wars nerds to me, like on YouTube. And every one of them saw that when she woke up, they're like, oh, the world between worlds, the world between worlds, like not one person. And it looks very similar to when it's in Rebel, when it's in Rebels. It's basically like uh, it's basically a, a gateway between time and space where you can access the past and, and you know, certain parts of the past. And, and you know, as we see with Ahsoka <clears throat> going with um, going with Anakin to certain parts of her past. I, so let me ask this: Is this where the Force <laughs> Ghosts reside? I I don't remember too much from Rebels about that. No, I don't necessarily know that, and that's why I want to get to my point: is where I don't think in order to get to the world between worlds, you need like a portal for Ahsoka to fall into water, into that portal, <laughs> in that very same time, and see Anakin. I'm almost like I don't think that's what that was. I think she was kind of like on that near death. And they took her to like that, li- maybe like a limbo type, like in her mind, like That's more like that thing. So you think this wasn't actually Anakin's Force Ghost? It was more like a projection <laughs> she was making of him. Yes, I think so. Okay. Yeah, because so, okay. and that's what I think. I, I, there's much more bigger Star Wars nerds sense. than I am that that would that would see this. Now, uh, the only reason, oh god, I was going to say, is this and Rebels the only place where we've seen this? Yes, I don't think it was in the Clone Wars. Um, because, like, I guess I'm just coming from it as, like, the outsider besides the movies of, like, what, playing the video game and going back to a Jedi uh, Fallen Order, Jedi Survivor. Like, there's a place you go to in those where it's kind of like you're in – you're not in the world, but you're kind of in this – but I always, like, looked at it as, like, oh, this is a video game mechanic. And that's how it kind of felt to me when Anakin showed up. I was like, oh, we're just yep. in – the other world. Like, she fell off a cliff. Like, yeah. where are we? <laughs> right. I thought it was more. Did like, I miss it, something. I'm like rewinding and going. <laughs> more like our our understanding of when you hear like when you before you die you see your life yeah, flash your before death. your eyes. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, and I think that's where I think maybe that's where that's what it was. Not necessarily this world between wor- world between worlds, because and she get that get does get stuck in it with Vader when she fights Vader in um in Rebels. And Ezra actually pulls her out, like reaches into a portal and pulls her out of it. This isn't mm-hmm. what that is. This is like – I think this is just more like a limbo type area. Um, Makes but, sense. 
but we get Anakin back. We get Hayden Christensen, who I, I think I may be on the record on the show saying he's not a bad character. Like, he's not a bad actor. He got a bad script. And yeah. I really think this shows of how great of an Anakin, like, if, if in the proper hands, he would have been even more phenomenal than he really was. Like, he's a... He's probably the most important character throughout the Star Wars saga. Uh, like outside of like he he's got his hands in pretty much every major part of of Star Wars lore. Even after he dies, I mean, with his legacy carried on by like Kylo Ren and and you, he just has a presence through each like from episode one to nine, and he just always seems to be there. And even in the video games, we see him and everything. Um, I will say that this this blew me away. With like a lot of the choreography, Hayden Christensen, his skills with a lightsaber, uh, and I know the lightsabers aren't real. Uh, I got mm-hmm. one in the corner over there that I built. Um, he has, just he's saying. mastered the lightsaber fighting of Terrace Coffee. <laughs> but what I <laughs> what I have seen, like what I what I've read about, is like he actually practices a lot of his his lightsaber skills and and in his free time, like he, Star Wars is very important to him. And he just has that like natural fighting with it uh, in terms of fencing or whatever you want to not fencing, but like sword fighting. Um, but more importantly, what this episode is, we get while she's going in through her flashbacks, we get something that I never thought I'd see as a fan of the Clone Wars and Rebels is mainly the Clone Wars is a live action version of the Clone Wars, which the production value on that. I would love to see a, a, a TV show live action Clone Wars. I'm not one of those that say this has to happen. This happens. Why don't we get a live action Clone Wars show? Because you got an animated Clone Wars show. It's like seven seasons. That you yeah. got it. That's it. Don't waste money on telling stories again just to see it in live action. This is the most perfect version of of the Clone Wars that we need to get. We get a young Ahsoka who's played by Ariana Greenblatt, who was uh, famous for um, young Gamora in um, those movies. The uh, the the uh, Infinity Avengers? War, Avengers, in, yeah. in, in, Avengers, Infinity War. Sorry, that blanked. Um, and also, uh, also plays... in the number one Warner Brothers movie of all time, right? Wasn't that her? Yeah, she Barbie. Was the daughter in uh, Barbie. Yeah. I did not see Barbie. Yeah. I did not see Barbie. Yet. Uh, but yeah, look, woman she's, hater. she's she's killing it. Like she just shows up in movies. Just put her like she's but she's like a lucky charm for these movies. Um, yeah. But yeah, so. We get to see her relationship with Anakin, and and Anakin kind of self aware. They're both self aware, but Anakin is is more along the lines of like when they get to the siege of Mandalore, which is in Clone Wars. Um, you know, Anakin's like, I don't remember this fight. I don't remember this battle, and that's because it's after her and, and Anakin had had gone their separate ways. But just some of the action and and the set piece, the the the, the production value on that one episode is is some of the that whole sequence is probably some of the best Star Wars that I've seen in live action just with the lightsaber fight just the dialogue with it is is almost perfect and i think i, I think hayden christensen if he ever were to come back and and, and do more anakin stuff I, i'd be all for it because i thought the de-aging stuff if they did that worked perfectly i just think a lot not a lot of the scenes were very smoky and foggy and you know you'd probably do that in like my basement and make it look the same um great but point I, I, I just thought I, I thought like the storytelling with that you get um Rex who uh was uh, a character in shows who's voiced by Tamora Morrison um you get the um Darth Maul version of the Mandalorians that we get really quick um who takes place Darth Maul has a a big part in um the end of the Clone Wars where he fights Ahsoka which I was really hoping he'd show up here but he didn't um but we get to see Ahsoka go one on one with um with 
with Anakin and, and basically Vader in the second half, which I thought this was perfectly done. Um, some of the shots in that where like they do the quick blink to Vader. And so I just, I, I, it's, I, I watched that whole episode like with a, like a, like a, just this grin on my face, like saying what was going to come next, what was going to come next. And I thought it was perfect. I thought it was great for, that was a very good where I don't think necessarily it was fan service, but it was more moving Ahsoka's character development forward. Um, and, you know, we get a little more Anakin, a couple little bit, um, in a couple future episodes, but I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think from, did, did you expect to see Hayden Christensen again? And in that, I, not seeing the, the animated versions of what we saw in that episode, do you think that, did, do you think that brought value to the show or do you, did you get enjoyment out of that? Or I don't, I don't know how you guys feel about the prequels. So mm. Harry, you want to go? <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, I, I never, I kind of grew up with the prequels. I know I'm a little younger than both of you guys, not by much, but I think sometimes, like, that, that changes the perspective. I was 11 when Phantom Menace came out, so I was really looking forward to it, and my dad had shown me and recorded on VHS when they were on, like, uh, TBS or TNT. Like, you even got the commercials in there with, like, uh, nice. Return of the Jedi or Empire Strikes Back, and... um you know, you're, you're, you're watching those and you, your dad's explaining the universe to your family member. And, and so I have a real nostalgia for that, but I was really excited for Phantom Menace. And, you know, obviously Phantom Menace had a different actor, um, playing, uh, playing Anakin Skywalker and then Hayden Christensen showed up in Attack of the Clones. And I was, I was 13, you know, I guess I would have been 14 just about when that came out. And I was really excited for that. And that looked a lot of fun. And th- there, there's a problem. Harry said, have. are you an angel? Yeah. Are you an angel? <laughs> there, there's what a problem. That was, was he in uh, uh, Jingle Jake all the way Lloyd. too? Was yeah. Jingle, yeah. Was he in Jingle all the way? Jake Lloyd, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and, and look, listen, he got, he got crapped on as well. And he was just a kid. And we seem to, yeah. <clears throat> we seem to be in this place as a society and it's really hard for me to and we do this with a lot of things not just with star wars but basically we crap on the actor at the time he's doing the thing but then when we get more product from it later on it doesn't include that person but that person comes back we get that nostalgia hit of having that individual show back up and it's like hayden christensen he's finally getting the chance he never he never got and that that to me feels a little bit um I really hate it, uh, to be honest. I mean, part of that is also because, you know, I'm, I would say I'm the one of the group who's probably always the most even keel or, or that's fine. That was okay. Listen, I'm not going to stand here and be like, was I buying Hayden, Hayden Christensen t-shirts and did I see Jumper and, you know, did I see all his other product and think, wow, this guy's really got a career. Um, you know, I had to hold back a little laughter hands when you were explaining, you know, he loves still training as a Jedi. Well, I haven't seen him do anything else. Uh, honestly, in his career, and I mean, he's got that Star Wars money, so like, good for him. <laughs> I mean, I, to be honest, money, I, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a it's great point. Like, I don't. It's he didn't like, even hey, do. He didn't even do voices. He didn't even do yeah. voices in Clone Wars or Rebels. Yeah. When he was in, yeah. yeah. So, so like, and there's like an element to me. It's like, well, why wasn't that? Would he have got crapped on more? Like, if he had done that, would people have still? And so, like, we had him in Obi Wan, and I felt he was underutilized. And we have him in this, and I felt he was underutilized in, in a little bit because. 
there's this there's this also this problem where we're titling these shows Ahsoka and we're titling these shows Obi-Wan and Boba Fett. And then we introduce about 15 different characters and we have these nostalgic pinpoint moments that just don't do anything justice to the name of the show or what we think the show is going to be about. And so I don't see any reason why there couldn't be a three episode limited series, uh, you know, that dives into the Ahsoka and Anakin relationship that you were kind of talking about hands. Because they have um, a whole animated show. Uh, yeah, no. Okay, so maybe I'm using a, the wrong characters there for that. But I'm just, like, I was kidding. Yeah. No, no, you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong about it. That That is correct. And, and that's something I'm missing there for it. But I, I guess it's just something for me where I just I, – I, I look at it as just nostalgia to be like, here comes Hayden Christensen to do some cool stuff that, you know, we didn't have him do because he never was part of the animated series and because we're we're just trying to bring them in. Like, this is, again, another staple of the Star Wars shows where it's like, hey, just when we're going through episode one through four and you're feeling it's pretty generic, here's a callback. You know, here comes Carson. Carson's back. You know, our our favorite pilot from The Mandalorian and and from uh, from Boba Fett, like, he's back. Uh, or I guess from Obi-Wan or whatever. But it's like we just do these things where we pull in these characters and everybody gets all, you know, happy-go-lucky for. And it's like... I just I feel like it's just scripted in a way that I don't enjoy. Um, I don't get the I don't get the I get the love from your perspective, you know, because it's something that, you know, you had watched the show. And, um, you know, from that perspective, that's missing for me. I just felt with episode five, I I do enjoy, you know, having uh, Anakin show up. I, I do enjoy his character. I just felt as though I like we cut away at some point to do this boring uh, search on, you know, for for Ahsoka, like literally in the middle of their fight where I mean, I know that's classic Star Wars, but, you know, there's a cool lightsaber battle and we cut to some generic talking point while they're looking for Ahsoka. But uh, yeah, I know I've rambled here, but um, yeah, those are my thoughts uh, with it. But I'll toss it to you, Papa. Uh, Number one. Super happy that he's back. Uh, just real quick, touching on one of your points, Hair. I I can see some of it being calculated, like, hey, we we want to hit nostalgia, like fan service, whatever you want to call it for for people. But um, also, the franchise was in a very different place when that stuff was going on. So, like, you had the yeah. movies, and then you had Clone Wars, but that was it. You know, yeah. there weren't Disney Plus shows and all of this other stuff. Um, I'm pretty sure that they didn't have the original voice actors or actors for a lot of these characters because of budgetary reasons. Um, Clone Wars Interesting. eventually became a huge hit, but it wasn't it wasn't what it like. It didn't start out that way. Yeah, no, I know. Um, I've seen the early episodes. They're They're not great. Yeah. So. I think that's probably why he had less involvement. And also to your point about, you know, getting, getting kind of crapped on and then everything is hunky dory, like 10, 20 years later. I think that's, that's less people coming around on it and more those people that were cranky the first time around have kind of like aged out of the property or at least they're less vocal. So like, yeah, you know, it's a different age group and segment that were crapping on the prequels. A lot of them, probably were like me and Hans's age or higher. And oh, I yeah, think for now sure. that those people have aged out of it um, in your generation that grew up with the prequels, 
you know, they're just singing the praises. I always like the prequels, so I'm I'm happy that we're seeing more of that those people return. Um but I don't know, it is what it is. So anyway, back to your question, Hans. Um uh, really enjoyed having Hayden back. The flashbacks where they showed like an age appropriate Ahsoka from the Clone Wars. Amazing. Like I got the chills. Uh a lot seeing... of a lot of a lot of smoke in those scenes, I forgot to mention. A lot of smoke. A lot of, yes. lot of smoke and mirrors there. <laughs> seeing anakin with the clone wars haircut and then the clone wars gear like love yeah, that, that cool. um that was awesome um i will disagree with you on one point i don't think the de-aging looked good on hayden christensen i thought he still looked like a 40 year old man who was supposed to be playing a 20 year old um and it kind of Here's took me fair. out just a little bit uh so i don't i think they need to up their game with that i think luke looked better than than Anakin did. But um but other than, and I'm not saying he looked terrible. He just didn't look like he was 20. Uh but other than that, yeah, I mean it was very cool, you know, the stuff you mentioned, the lightsaber fight, awesome. Yeah. Um him flashing back and forth with Vader was really cool. The the second part of the lightsaber fight where he's like uh dark side Anakin as he's becoming Lord Vader with the eyes and everything looked great. I mean, it was just uh it was really well done. And, you know, this this isn't the only part that he plays in the show. I mean, he's we see him as, I guess, actual Force Ghost Anakin later on and and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, it was it was it was it's nice to have him back, man. It is. Um, and I'm glad. Like, how do you have a show called Ahsoka and not have her master in it? They had such a close relationship. So, like. I I almost feel like it would have been a miss if they didn't have him in. Um, As far as did I expect him? Yes, because I think I read something about him filming um, as they were doing Ahsoka. I don't think it was like a super well-kept secret. Um, Plus, you know, you also figure out he came back for Obi-Wan. I'm sure he's going to do something with Ahsoka. But um but yeah, man, I, it was great having him in, and I uh, I really enjoyed that. Um, the Clone Wars scenes again, awesome too. The one thing I want to touch on with this whole world between worlds or whatever this was, which was crazy, <laughs> is like, how long was she in that? Like a day, half a day? This whole time she's chilling underwater. Like <laughs> this is this kind of goes back to one of the things that I didn't like about, um episode eight where you have the Leia scene where she's floating through space and she's got like a force cocoon. Cause I'm assuming that's the only way uh, Ahsoka could have survived underwater for like 12 hours or whatever she was. But it's like, dude, that's like, look, I get it. The force is incredible. You can do all these crazy things with it. But like when we start, like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I sound, I probably sound like a goof, but like there's, there's like, a suspension of disbelief that that can be stretched. But when we start seeing stuff where it's like, oh yeah, they wrap themselves in a cocoon to survive for extended periods, like then it just it kind of like stretches credibility for it to the point where it snaps. And it's like, all right, so she was underwater for twelve hours in these like raging seas and and her mind is not present because she's in the world between worlds and she just survives and she's okay. You don't even see her get rescued and she's like spitting up water or whatever. She's just 
nah, she's cool. Hmm. So it's like, it's one of those things where I was like, man, I just, I wish they would have done something else. Like, dude, just have her land on the beach and she's laying there on the beach, you know, like, yeah. Why did it have to be underwater? I don't know. So that was like a weird force power thing that I just, I didn't vibe with. Yeah. I, held, I her, think... held her breath for three days. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a, there's a ton of that that I think relates when uh, we get to the, the night troopers and the, I guess, stormtroopers, if if you don't know what they're mm. called, uh, where there's just a lot of silliness with that, where it's like, uh, just for suspending disbelief that 30 guys standing around, like aren't shooting at the same time, or, you know, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't That's really think about that. Oh, bro. I know. Listen, <laughs> I, you, you got, you got general Thrawn. This is one of my notes of like the, the greatest commander, but he's still working with the worst troopers imaginable. <laughs> imaginable it's zombie um, troopers at this point now well yeah yeah whatever get what you get um, yeah it's just uh yeah there, there's sometimes with this belief where i guess it sticks out for certain things a little bit more than others and for that i didn't have too much of a problem with it i felt like once you enter that world you're kind of not a part of your body but yeah it did seem a, a quick uh bed rest recovery when we've seen, uh, you know, what do they go into that? Uh, She's all smiles. Yeah, Boba up. Fett goes into the uh, the the tube thing. The the wa- yeah, the, well, no, when he goes oh, into the recovery, t- you know, oh, uh, yeah, the back container. The yeah, and it's yeah. like she didn't need any of that to, like, you know, maybe get her lungs back or anything. It just, you know, yeah, man, she good. Yeah, yeah, that's why I don't think, like, in the world between worlds, you actually physically go there. And mm. I don't know. I, yeah, I was yeah. reading something as we were going through, and someone's like, "No, it is world between worlds." So, bleh. but no, like, and and it's not. I, what I, let's I, say, I'm you Filoni. Right yeah, yeah. Get him on the horn. Yeah, I gotta get Dave <laughs> on the phone. So we'll send um, our number one beat reporter out to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to talk. <laughs> is this it. the world between worlds? No. Okay. Goodbye. Excuse me, sir. This is my press badge. I'm Chris yeah. Ranratty from. Excuse the- me. I run the news. I run the news on there. You may have heard of me. Yeah, uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if you know this, but I do the news between uh, eight thirty and nine every night on Wednesdays, uh, every two weeks. I'm the hottie award winning hottie award winning. Uh, or a hottie. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of hotties, um, we'll you guys want to talk about? Uh, speaking of hotties, do you guys want to talk about uh, Harris some more, or no? Are you guys are you guys cool with that? So, were we good, sir? <laughs> just saying man where's that show you know what I mean it's just her standing around talking did she change her facial expression at all in the show didn't 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 care one bit didn't no, care one right. bit didn't okay. care one bit uh, she was okay if you want to talk thought about she her she was great was... thought she was great more Hera in the in the upcoming uh, Ahsoka season 2 no expression in the show I'm not saying her character is bad but she just doesn't do anything I felt she was great. Keep it up. She lied to her kid. She didn't feel the force. She's just making trying to make him feel better. Kid just got mm. lucky. <laughs> she did do that. Broom Boy two point out. <laughs> yeah, she yeah, totally I, I, did the Lemmy shot I, him I, up. Yeah, yeah, I believe you with the lightsabers. Sure do, baby. <laughs> um, I don't right, know. Do I, I, Hara, yeah, t- tell us what you think. You you just want to see more Hera? You want a Hera uh, series? Yeah, hundred percent. just. Dude. Her just sitting behind a desk Traveling running a galaxy, fleet. Being a, being a commander, yeah. You know, maybe maybe she jumps into the action, you know. A couple her, of tumbles. Her and, Jason, 
Her and Jason have some adventures together. Sure. Yeah, yeah. He looks like yeah. young. He looks like a young <laughs> Boba Fett. Put him, get him, uh, get him some Mandalorian. Stuff. That's weird. That's weird. And, but and it's put true. That on him. <laughs> I, it's true. I, I, I did want to jump to if you guys are cool with it. Episode six, far, far away, where we kind of transport. Uh, you know, don't even get me started on these star whales. Um, e- either I, uh, I enjoyed them, but another interesting. Uh, way where we only we need this one key. The key is the only way to go. And actually, loophole. There's another way to go. Uh, it's these star whales. We'll just jump in their mouth. Um, so uh, and I, my my uh, reference here uh, of just being a non expert on rebels and all. They there's no explanation of in the show in Ahsoka. You need to see rebels unless there was a line or something. You need to see rebels of why that plan worked because that's how Ezra and Thrawn end up in Peridia on that planet is oh, because some whales? the whales, the whales basically wrap around the ship and they have the ability to go uh, to light speed or warp speed. So, and, so yeah. they, ref- Star Trek. they like allude to it, that it happens at the <laughs> yeah. end, like something happens with them at the end of rebels. And I was going to ask about that. Cause it's like, well, did they show up or whatever? Sense. And and by the way, Harry, they're called Purgle. Purgle. Pur- Am I purgly enough for you? Oh, man. Cool. That's Shout out, Master actually, of Disguise. Um, Come on. I can't wait, yeah, 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 I can't yeah. wait till that, that I can't wait till that toy is released by Disney. Well, it'll be flying the off the shelves. Um, well, they yeah, so they are present. They're they are the reason is Ahsoka went to them and, and used her mind to talk to the big whale and then knew they knew I guess they only go to the same place, like or they knew where Ezra went or where he could be. So that's why I decided well, to find Well, was like, how do you know they're going to end up there? And yeah. Ahsoka was right. like, no. <laughs> so I talked to him. No, the odds are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Two things that came out of this episode for me. One that made me want to throw my uh, phone as I was taking notes through the TV. Um, again, with Sabine meeting and finally sa- saving, for lack of a better word, Ezra. And then they stand there and look at each other. And Ezra's like, "Tell me all about it. How did you get here? What what is going on? You know, we haven't seen each other." And she says, "Let's not talk right now." I wanted to throw my phone through the TV, dude. <laughs> it's absolutely such a joke that we do this stuff where it's like we spend time in these episodes where it's like, "Hey, let's get two characters together to have an emotional hug and reunion." And then, like, let's not have them catch up. They'll catch up off screen. Nobody cares. So what is worse, her saying that or him buying it and just going along with it? Oh, dude, yeah. (laughs) I think think there's a point where it's like. If I'm stuck somewhere for, like, 10, 15 years and nobody can get to me, none of my friends, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to be like, oh, okay. I'm going to be like, no, I need these. Like, you got to tell me, Um, what did I miss? How did you get here, bro? And then I, I didn't hate it so much, but it definitely was annoying. Uh, the the little Nazi people, uh, or as I like to hint, well, as hermit I call crab them, balls. the the <laughs> Naboo people 2.0, uh, as I like to refer to <laughs> yeah. them, or you could call them the Ewoks of this show if if you if you feel a certain way. You might yeah. as well have just painted a dollar sign on the back because you know oh my God, they're going to be like the the cute thing to buy when you're in Disney and in Galaxy's <laughs> Edge. Like so stupid, such a the stupid turtles. plot point to have them fight multiple heavy. Like again, this is where I go to where it's like you're devaluing <laughs> Admiral Thrawn, where it's like he's like the greatest commander of the Empire fleet, whatever, yada yada. 
his boys like ride for him. They ride or die. They're obviously shown differently. Um, also, I have questions about what were they all eating while they were here and stuck in this world. They seem to have made it uh, pretty easy. And then you have this group of little Nazi that, you know, at any point it looks like Admiral Thrawn can just kind of see ever the whole map of this planet. And they're moving. And yeah, they're moving in this little thing. And it, it's assumed that Ezra is hiding somewhere because he went with you guys. So he must be around somewhere. Um, and they just like, they're not like, they can't find him. Um, and well, the, yeah, this... so it's interesting. It's interesting because, <sighs> yeah, they, they're supposedly moving. So that way they don't they don't stay in one place. Right. But Thrawn knew exactly where to find. Yeah. Him. He gave them directions to go yeah. find. Him. And it's just like they and I, I mean, I know whoever was uh, is I think Balon and uh, and what's her face was following him at that Shin. point. But Shin. Yeah, Shin. Yeah. But it was one of those things of just like. And then they're, they're running away. It reminded me a little bit of uh, in Lord of the Rings when the hounds come for like the town people on the horses. Um, when when Aragon goes sliding off the uh, the cliff. R.I.P. Just kidding. Um, and uh, and it just reminded me of that scene of just like. And then they it was like what reminded me about New Naboo 2.0 is they pulled out the slingshot and shot a rock and it did nothing. And I was like, dude, what are we doing here? Well, the Ewoks did that too, dude. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's just, (laughs) this is what I talk about with this, like, carbon copy, like, copy and paste. So I think that was done to show, like, oh, Ezra's a good guy. He made friends with the local peaceful people and, you know, whatever. But (laughs) I'd almost rather see him, like, nah, I've been on my own for a decade, surviving any way I can. Like, you know, not, it makes him... With those those nomad group, the, you know, the, yeah, the red yeah. helmet people of like, hey, we, we joined, like, just replace them with them. And they actually have weapons and like can can be a, a formidable force against this all hailing general. Right. Could you, could you imagine if you see if, if Sabine's walking into that town and sees Ezra with um, one of the naughty on just a, a, a like a just over a fire cooking them. And that's what he's been eating. Well, yeah, that's the dark side we don't talk about is they're cannibals. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. eat yeah. their own. Just, just cooking them and eating them. Yeah. Like, eat their young. They're, they're, they're all terrified of <laughs> also, Ezra because he just keeps killing them and eating them. If anybody's listened this far, obviously, hopefully you've seen the, the entirety of the show. Um, but uh, I was getting hints at the end of this episode or through this episode because he kept talking. He had to go talk to uh, the – what are the – what were the – not the Night Sisters, but the mother, the mothers the or whatever. Mothers. Yeah. yeah. Like, do, I, I thought he was hinting at that he was able to get, like, some sort of powers from them. Was I was I incorrect on that? Like, because I, I didn't see anything from him unless he's holding back. But it, it seemed like he was kind of hinting at the end of the episode that he was going to talk with them and try to get some powers, um, you know, like they did with uh, with Elizabeth um, for that. But I, I guess that's not the case with him. I took it as he was just, he's just a strategic mind as like a seer to like help plan gotcha right okay yeah. like very yeah. manipulative and that's yeah. why like I, I think a lot of the things like where like you know he knew where ezra was and a lot of like he doesn't mind if the tie fighters are yeah. getting blown up because he's playing he, chess and everybody else he is playing only, checkers I he's only doing that to distract people he got sabine as far away as he could while they so yeah. She well yeah he said him. it multiple times he's like yeah why am i wasting I, resources i've got a limited yeah. amount of people you know yeah right. so he's just and that was he's cool just, to see different style yeah, like even when they get on the on the ship, he kind of was just like, "All right, well, we're leaving. <laughs> like they're coming yeah. with us, so <laughs> that's what they want." Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I, I 
it, it is funny. Like Ezra, it, it it's the way they brought him back. I just thought it was very anticlimactic because he was such a big. He's the main character of Rebels, and he was such a like a fan favorite. And he just shows up, and he's like, "Wow, it's about time you found me." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he very much acted like a dude who has not been gone for 10 or 15 years stranded. Like he he made this ultimate sacrifice, at least, you know, based on what I'm aware of. And he's been in some foreign area, no friends, no family. And it's just him on his own surviving. And yeah, he's all smiles, dude. When a friend comes back, he's not like paranoid or like anything, you know? Yeah, like, am I yeah. seeing a ghost? Like, and yeah, I, yeah. I don't mean any. I don't mean any offense to Aman Af- Asfandi, who played that actor, uh, or who plays. Um, sorry, who plays Ezra? But do you think we could have done with like a more established person for that role? I think a Dev Patel. Riz Ahmad. I mean, that, oh, he's already that... he's already in Star <laughs> yeah. Wars. Uh, he was Bodhi. Yeah. Nah. Well, yeah. But I mean, like, do you think there would have carried a little bit more weight with that scene? Like, I don't know. Um, I'm just. No, I think it was just the direction. Out. I think. Yeah. I think they should have directed him to play it more serious. That I doubt that choice yeah. was left up to him. Yeah, there's de- there's definitely an element to me, especially with these last couple episodes, where we seem to get a little silly in areas that it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like the stakes are silly for. Um, you know, from my perspective, I wouldn't want to be stuck somewhere where I had no way of getting home. Um, that doesn't seem real cool to me. Um, so I, there was just a little bit of a lightheartedness with uh, the last couple episodes to me that I just wasn't uh, vibing with. Um, you know, there's if, there's a couple oh, things. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was saying, if they do a season two, I can see them doing like a flashback. They'll episode do a season of like, two. Well, I well the, apparently they they might do a feature movie, movie in the Mandoverse. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know, but if they do a season two, I can see them like dedicating an episode to Ezra and his flashback of when him and Thrawn left uh, the galaxy proper in Star Wars and ended up going to mm. um, Peridia. But I don't know, maybe, maybe he was like at the end of his rope and he was just sad and and the, the naughty came and and he found hope again. A little um, You were gonna say, Greg? I cut you. Yeah, there there was a couple quick things I wanted to touch on in that episode. Um, first of all, seeing Thrawn, I think he is intimidating as hell. Like, I think uh, Lars Mikkelsen, I understand, you know, he did the voice for Rebels, but um, actually seeing Thrawn in live action, like, looked great, great delivery on his lines. Like, I think, um, and, and like you mentioned, Harold, like a very different type of villain. Like, this is yeah. someone who very much calm cool collected and like kind of one step ahead at every turn we call him the opposite of a ge- of general hux um in, in that <laughs> yes <laughs> so, the anti-hux yeah um so i really liked thrawn's presentation and and um you know having uh lars nicholson return uh enoch and the night troopers i love the design um how their their armor is kind of like you know, shoddy yeah. and, and worn down and taped together and stuff. Uh, and Enoch having that helmet, that's the first time I've ever seen a helmet like that on a stormtrooper. Very cool. Um, sad that he joins another in the long line of cool characters that do nothing. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> Just getting jobbed yeah. out. He, he does not do, <laughs> he's Captain Phasma, Boba Fett in the yep. original trilogy. Like he, they yep. don't, and you're going to sell a million toys because he looks cool. 
the disrespect, even though he looks awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then, so this is something I was really disappointed with that there was no Yasal Miri. And you guys are probably like, what the heck is that? So in the original um, Thrawn appearances in Heir to the Empire, he has this species of lizard called a Yasal Miri. He keeps it on him at all times. And it has a natural ability to suppress the force. So force users can't do anything against him. Not it, it would be rare that one would get close enough to him, but he was actually working with um, clones of uh, dead Jedi masters that were corrupted and crazy. And uh, he used this as a form of protection um, when he was in close personal quarters with them. And I was very disappointed to see that this was not included with him and apparently was not in rebels either. So I don't know why that decision was made to take that away from him. Cause it was another like unique thing. Uh, but I guess maybe they just didn't want that to be part of Canon or whatever. But I, I, I gotta say, I was really bummed out. Like, even if you get the action figures of him, he always has the lizard with him. Um, and it's a cool little thing. Uh, and then the last thing was, you know, kind of going back to Ezra um, and Sabine, particularly, like, I just, I don't understand, like, she she's so dumb for <laughs> just saying, hey, this guy that Ezra made the ultimate sacrifice to stop and banish, I'm just, I, I gotta see Ezra, like, we're gonna, I don't care if Thrawn comes back or whatever, like, in terms of like the massive stupidity and selfishness involved there, like this really turned me around on Sabine. Cause as I had mentioned earlier, I, I liked her character and I thought it was very interesting that, you know, she was this man Mandalorian, but also a Jedi in training, but terrible. So like there, there were a lot of interesting things they could do. And instead they just make her the most massively dumb person possible. And it just, like, if I were Ezra, if anything, I would be pissed because he knows Thrawn is still out there. So, like, I would immediately go to, what are you doing? You got to get out of here before he he finds a way out. Like, did he follow you? Did, does he know? Like, We'll talk whatever. about it later. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. Shh. She just puts the finger to his lips and says, shh, baby, don't worry your pretty <laughs> little head. Um, it's just, it's it's like, it's, I don't know. The the way they handled that, like not only her decision to just blatantly disregard his sacrifice, but then his reaction to that and or I should say non-reaction, it was just astonishing. Uh, one thing I'll add real quick and then I'll toss it back to you. I saw a terrific meme. Um, I'm sure you guys uh, and listeners, you probably have to have seen in the past where people have a framed photo of um obi-wan from episode two and they say it's jesus it's like oh, oh yeah, this is yeah, my yeah. grandma's picture of jesus so i saw it was a meme side by side picture um one was uh obi-wan from episode two saying white jesus and then uh um another was ezra um dressed as he was found and said historically accurate <laughs> jesus <laughs> oh, geez, so funny. i was cracking up at that <laughs> i didn't see that one <laughs> um but yeah, it's uh I don't know. I liked his I liked Ezra's look. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna touch on one more thing real quick. But um and that is Ezra himself. Because I'll be honest, for being 
this mythical character that like you know everybody's trying to find and like that's part of the crux of this is like hey we're gonna save him and all this stuff he kind of came off a little bland to me i did not get 100%, much 100 percent. i didn't get much feeling of anything from him and it's it, it was surprising given that he was like the main character of rebel so i figured oh you know like we're gonna have somebody of equal importance to ahsoka and instead it he was just like a non-character it's like he was more of like an item like oh hey we got here we got him Let's bring yeah. him back, and hey, he can fight too, you know. So, so I, I, I just, I just the point on that really quick. I, I want to go back just a few minutes while I have it on my head. Uh, sure, on my head. Lars Mickelson is fantastic. I know we had talked earlier about this. Um, mm-hmm. I, the only other thing I've ever seen him in is um, shout out to Sherlock in season three, where he plays the villain mm-hmm. um, who's basically a real life human version of Theron. Um, he, he it's he delivers his lines the same way. Like it's, he's an incredible actor. I didn't even know that he was, um, Mads, brother until he's maybe a couple he's years in really. Yeah. He's yeah. Wow. He's in a great, uh, movie called headhunters. Um, which also has, I believe Nicola, Nikolai Coster Walding in it. Uh, if you guys haven't seen ah. that, it's a uh, super intense and cool. Uh, highly, highly recommend that. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, but he's he's fantastic as Thrawn. Everyone was complaining. They're like, "Oh, Thrawn has a dad bod now." Because uh, I'm like, first of all, like, just relax. It's it, it's a Come cartoon. On. You're comparing him to a cartoon where he was seriously, like, basically, like he looked like Slender Man uh, in the cartoon. So um, relax. Um, so yeah, there's that. Now with the the character Ezra, he's very. I I, I don't know why they 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 did him the way he did because he is very jokey and that's how he is in the show. Like his personality is perfect. And, 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 you know, the actor who played him did a great job, but he does seem, he does seem kind of bland and, and doesn't seem as big of a character. And even when he says yeah. I, he, his best moment was probably when he, they tried to give him a blaster and a lightsaber. He's like, no, the force is my ally. And then like force pushes like, and goes crazy. Apparently he's, an expert in martial arts now, and then proceeds to get a gun and blows everyone away. Um, which, uh, going back to, if we're referencing memes, if you watch, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. There's one where Frank has, um, a thing with his guns and he's like, and so anyway, I start blasting and he has two guns going. So that's <laughs> and kind I started of, blasting. yeah. Um, so that's kind of what I thought of, but, um, it, like even his, like some of his one liners and his jokes are very rebels on, on, on par with his rebels character, but it just seems like he was just, he didn't have much to do. I just, I don't know. He, he doesn't, he doesn't do much for the show instead of play victim. Like he gets rescued mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. it. And I just, yeah. I, 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 I liked seeing a live action Ezra. And my initial thought was like, wow, this is really cool. But then as I watched the finale, it's like, well, why? Like, I'm glad he was in it, but he didn't do much. He kind of was mm-hmm. just there, and it just he he had a couple of cool moments, fought with a lightsaber, and that was it. He didn't add anything to the story except being rescued. Um, yeah. And even his interactions with Sabine, I thought they were okay, but they didn't. They were much more closer in the show, where it seems like this felt like a forced relationship, and for like seeing someone after ten years, it felt forced. The in the show was they legit had like two or three times where he was like, "Hey, are you gonna?" Shh, no, don't worry about that. Yeah. We'll talk about that yeah. later. Oh, the Empire's <laughs> gone. That's what they say. 
Yeah. Like just <laughs> they haven't seen the opening crawl yet in uh yeah. in episode the in episode what? The, the, yeah. the dead Jeez. speak. What happened? Yeah. What happened? <laughs> Somehow he returned. Um so yeah, oh, so I, I don't know. Don't keep I me thought that, up. Yeah. So I don't know. I thought it, it just it was it was much different than than the show, at least with their interactions and even even the interaction with Ahsoka, I just I, I felt he definitely could have been a main character and got pushed to like a second or third character by the end of the show, where it's just like, oh, we got him home. He said hi to her, like it's me. And, yeah. And so, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The only thing I I really want to touch on, just in terms of, I mean, we talk about Thrawn and and you know the Night Mothers and the the, the witches. And this is probably the first time that we've had any form of magic in the show. In Star Wars mm-hmm. universe, not outside of the Force, because Force, I guess you can consider as magic. Maybe I don't know how you want to, but this is outside of Force related stuff. This is straight on, like you're raising people from the dead and turning them into zombies. Um, so I thought that was a cool twist, and it was somewhat different for the Star Wars universe. So mm-hmm. did you guys? Were you guys kind of? Do you think that was kind of cool, or do you think maybe that was the Force, but they're manipulating it a little more, or do you think it's le- legit? We're talking witches now. So I I think their powers are force based, but it's it's like a it's like a different method of using the force. I, I was familiar with the sister the night sisters from like legends stuff. So like again, old retconned canon, because they did exist in that. Um they were in some books that took place after Return of the Jedi. Um but you know, as far as like the new stuff, um, I think I was only aware like Asajj Ventress is one, right? Or was I believe so? Yeah, she's yeah. So like, she gets she gets name dropped in um in Anakin's hologram, right? Yeah, but like that's I don't beyond that I don't really have too much understanding of who they are, what they do in terms of like the current established canon. So. It was interesting to see, um, you know, their powers. I just kind of took it for what it is, where it's like, hey, it's a different aspect of the force. It looks more magical. It's kind of tapping into the dark side, but not really. But it's this other thing. So, um, yeah, interesting. I like that they they made it look different. There was a different presentation to it. They look creepy, cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have too many thoughts on it. I, it seems to play into the story. So. Yeah, I mean, from my perspective, uh, I mean, my only experience with the the Night Sisters is uh, through the game. Uh, again, I'll reference that yeah. as my only. <laughs> uh, uh, and I, I think they're really cool. Uh, there, there's definitely a scene in Jedi uh, Fallen Order uh, with the Dathomir and kind of how that plays in, which I think really works. So, if you, if you're a fan of video games, I would suggest playing that, and especially if you're a fan of Star Wars. Um, so. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I really like the Night Sisters. I, I wish we would see more. Um, to be honest with you, um, and I hope uh that continues. Uh, to be honest, but um, yeah, I mean, not surprising that this is a tie-in for Ahsoka and uh, using that as his you know uh way to pull Thrawn. I heard it in the dreams, in the screams of the night. Thank you, Night <laughs> Sisters. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, the only other like big thing I would I that we didn't really talk too much about was Balin. Um and his cool. kind of what uh, we still don't know. 
I, I, I'm going to keep saying this. This was probably my favorite Star Wars role recently. I think he delivered this role perfectly. And the only problem, and 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 Harry, you've alluded to a couple times, is, is really just the writing and what like it, it just seems like they, it, you know, Balin is a very mysterious character. We don't really know what his his motives are, but he's just so well played, and and it's so great. And we actually get to a really cool part of Star Wars of we figure out where he's going on Peridia, which is um they're called the Mortis Gods, the statue of the Mortis Gods, which is basically um. The father, the daughter, and the son. Um, it, it's basically the father's the balance of the force. Son is the, I guess, personification of the dark side, and the daughter is the personification of the light side that live in this other realm. Um, they, it's part of a it's storyline in the Clone Wars. Um, so it seems like Balin's trying to draw that power out. Um, I don't know what they're going to do if they're going to recast Balin. I don't know. The look on Harry's face right now is for sure. <laughs> yeah. Dude, uh, there it's so upsetting. It's so upsetting. <laughs> so um, it's it's kind of hard to say where they're going to go with this because are they going to recast Balin? Are they going to uh, – I, I would think they, they might. Um, but it's really – I mean as a Clone Wars fan, I think it's really cool that they're going to kind of somehow do some kind of version of this in, maybe in um, live action. Um and the fact that Anakin kind of is still hanging around in a force gross kind of presence. I don't know. Cool. Um, <laughs> shut up. Get, the, get them checks, Hayden. Get them checks. That's all um, I can say. I, I do think that if they do end up doing a second season of Ahsoka, there's a couple characters that they could really introduce that are really not your normal Star Wars villains in terms of real um, – I guess more of a mystical um, person. I'm trying to think. And it's Abeloth, I think is her name is like a real yeah. mystical threat that. So again, um, shout out Lee. Lee was saying where he sent me something saying the statue was a statue of Abeloth. The statue was the, it's, it's, it's of the, of the father. The, I don't know if the father's name is Abeloth, but I think he's just known as the father. Then there's the I son think Abeloth on the right. Is a female based on what I was reading. Right, that was a guy. Was a guy. The statue yeah, was a guy. Yeah, that was a guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, so couldn't have been Abelot. Okay. Yeah, so Abelot, so uh, sorry, Harry, I apologize. And then to the right <laughs> is um is the son, and the, actually the daughter statue was destroyed. So mm-hmm. she's not there. Um, So, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, Harry, I apologize. I don't know. Uh, you probably have no comment on this. <laughs> no, I just, uh, it upsets me because... um. I listen, I understand not everybody's storyline is going to get told. Um, but one of the most interesting storylines for me again was the Ray Stevenson Balon storyline. And they literally get there and he decides in episode six that uh, I wrote, I wrote some notes down. He, uh, he watched the Jedi temple burn and he wants to bring the cycle to the end of this, you know, Jedi on top empire on top. And, uh, that's kind of the last thing we get about it. Um, you know, he fights Ahsoka one more time, and uh, then he ends up setting on his way. So between episode six through eight, we get no lead into a possible series about his story. Um, I mean, listen, I understand maybe there was some trimming, you know, given his passing. Um, I don't know. I'm a, I'm just speculating at that point. Um, but it's just it's just interesting characters that don't seem to, to get the story. And I know it's an Ahsoka show and the story should be focused on that, but 
don't spend so much time with him then i don't i don't know i don't know what to say about it yeah i i have some thoughts on this so like number one just to get it out of the way um shin i don't like where she ended up where she's just going off with the raiders like or whatever that that's dumb to me it's like well i know he kind of told her to go with thrawn and all that stuff but clearly she didn't make it so like why wouldn't she circle back and and touch base with him after i don't know um second point is as far as ray stevenson goes yeah he he absolutely did a bang-up job with the material he had um very aloof and mysterious I absolutely 100% think that they should recast. I want to see more of this character. Yeah. And this is another, not quite to the same level, but, it, you know, we have another situation kind of like um, Chadwick Boseman with T'Challa. And it's like, I guarantee, like, not, look, I don't know clearly Chadwick Boseman personally. I didn't know him personally, but, like, the character is bigger than the person, right? And they mm-hmm. were able to leave their stamp in on a character in a universe and i guarantee these people would say yes please take up the part you know like it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to end with me so i'm hoping that they do the right thing and they recast so we can get some real justice to this character i mean look they recast dumbledore you know michael gambone just passed away recently but richard harris was the first dumbledore they recast him um although maybe that's because they couldn't go another six movies without having a dumbledore that would have been a problem uh, yeah dumbledore's in his office that's all they should have just done for the six movies not even have a minute yeah office hours are closed (laughs) um anyway so recast um balon but okay so here's here's the problem balon they give you this great (laughs) hook in the beginning where it's like these characters are mysterious we don't know what exactly their motives are they want change they're not yeah. good guys but they don't seem entirely evil so like what's the deal and then we get no follow up on it whatsoever and the place that they leave us is interesting but it answers almost zero questions yeah he saw the temple burn um during order 66 was that what caused him to fall away from the jedi did he have a disagreement in belief like they don't expand upon that. When did he meet Shin? How did he decide to take her under her wings? Clearly, he's doing some type of Jedi training with her, but not the full Jedi experience because he doesn't believe in the Jedi anymore. What yeah. happened there? None of that's answered. So like and and again, what is his what are his motives? So like is he getting is he helping Thrawn because he doesn't care about quote unquote our galaxy anymore? Get Thrawn back to the main world. I'll reestablish some type of order here. Won't be Jedi, but it'll be like, you know, something better. Or is he trying to take on some evil force? Is he trying to get the power of some evil force? We don't know. He he gave us the most vague of explanations for what he's doing. And there's just zero there. And it's like, yeah, it's intriguing. But that's because you literally left me with nothing. And like, I need. I need to know more. And it's just, you know, to your point, yeah, the show's called Ahsoka, but like, you gotta establish more than what they gave us for this yeah. character. I don't even so, know if I'm supposed to be rooting or angry at Balon. You know right. what I mean? Like, right. is, is he a good guy? Like, and like, that's the whole mystery of it, but it's like, dude, 
I don't need you to kick me around for almost eight hours to be like, we'll figure it out next time on Ahsoka. And it's like, okay, dude, it's like, cool. Um, I was thanks. so Appreciate looking that. forward, so looking forward to an explanation for like how he got here. Yeah. Just, didn't have to be a full flashback, but just, yeah. you know, a quick monologue. Nothing. We got yeah. nothing, dude. So very disappointing there. Uh, moving on from Balon real quick, there was one thing we skipped over, which I wanted to touch oh, yeah. on. Another appearance, C-3PO. Dude, uh, throw it in the garbage, <laughs> man. <laughs> well, so I had mixed emotions on it. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. I was very happy to see Anthony Daniels back. Of like, course, of course. And, it, you know, it, it does. It gives me just that hit, that tiny hit of nostalgia where it's like, ah, oh, man. But... Also, I see your side of things, Harry, where it's like, all right, this was just a calculated fan servicey move. Like, you know, there's there was somebody, no reason that had to be him. Yeah. Somebody named Leo Organa. <laughs> Who is that? Yeah. Uh, came to save the day per usual next time on Ahsoka. Well, and so that's the other thing is like, dude, Leia pulling rank without even being there. That was some nasty work, dude. She's like, she couldn't <laughs> even, she couldn't even hologram in. Yeah. She had to send her droid saying, nah, Leia approved, dog. And that was it. Like he. Yeah. Oh, Ochi, man. was the couldn't... guy's name Ochi or Ochio or whatever? It's like. He... Uh, Ziono. Eat it. Ziono. Eat yeah. It. Yep. Yep. So Ugh. that like. I get it because, yeah, Leia Organa is a huge character. Like, you got to – obviously, she's going to have some involvement, right? Yes, of course. But, but like, the way they went about it with this, like, look, I'm not a writer. I'm not an expert. But there's there has to be a better way. Send your droid to deliver the note and say, nah, we, she approved. This Come is, on. like, the fight version of, like, they're trapped in a quarter and how are they going to get out? And it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. you know – or it's like in Lord of the Rings when it's like, how are they going to save? And it's like, here come the eagles again. Do you know what I mean? To like scoop them up and then carry them out of there. And it's just like, oh, how how is Hera going to get out of this one? Like it all seems to be going to to crap, and and she's going to be she's going to be charged. Actually, hold on, is that C three PO's music? And then he comes out the old bag of bolts, and he's like, hey, actually, don't stop me. I'm C three PO. Like, let me let me take care of this and. Everybody's like, 3PO, what are you doing here? And it's it, it was a little laughable. Um, the, I'm going to throw on one seven. other thing, too, with this. Um, and then I want to get your your take on 3PO, 3PO hands. But, like, when they were searching for Ahsoka um, on whatever planet that was, Carson Teva, which I'm with you. I, I could have done without him being here. I love the character. I love the actor. But, yeah. like, come on. He doesn't have to be everywhere. Um, the only the only he, the only he, rebel out there in the galaxy, apparently. Yeah, well, but like he, in that scene, he was kind of pushing back on Hera and was like, "Look, we're we're in disregard of yeah. the command. Like, we got to be in trouble. Like, I'm gonna get fired. You're gonna get fired. Yeah, like yeah. all this stuff. And then he eventually kind of goes along with it. And I I didn't like that. I not saying. Look, obviously, I want them to find Ahsoka and all this stuff, but I liked that there was some dissent there, and instead he just sides with Hera, and then he's showing up to court, and, you know, yeah. he's like, oh, I guess everything works out, and it's like, no, nah, you almost cost me my job. Like, there should be some animosity there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just, I don't know, like, it didn't, it didn't play out the way I think Fair enough. that yeah. was best for dramatic effect. 
Um, Hans, what did you think about 3PO and Carson Tava and all this stuff? I, I, I have a thing with uh, – and this is very similar to the finale of Mandalorian Season 2 is where they brought R2-D2 in. Yes, bringing Luke in was critical to the story because he was coming to get Grogu. You only put R2-D2 in there because um, it just uh, – people were like, companion. oh. I, it doesn't matter though. Like, look, like she could have, he could have stayed in the in the X wing. Who was piloting the X wing? Yeah. Hands. But he had to come out and just show up. And and I I do have I, I always have these like sometimes I even stretch the legs where like <laughs> when um you just Greasy have to tie deal. like you don't need to tie anything back to the original saga. You do, you don't dropping Leia's name is perfect. That's it. You we know you know she's currently alive and exists and still. Yes, has rank as a general in yeah. in the Rebel Army. That's all you need. You don't need these characters to keep showing up. And and at least from the original trilogy, we get it. They are memorable characters who who we're always going to remember, and and they're going to live in our hearts and everything. But you, we don't need to see them in every every project, every Star Wars project or anything. We we we, we don't. Yeah. It just it, it frustrates me. Give it the old Oppenheimer treatment and be like some uh, some young general named uh, Leia Organa has uh, yeah, apparently yeah, yeah, wrote yeah. down here <laughs> that uh, you're good to go. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I just I I, I thought really you made a cameo nuts. from Albert Einstein. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, the uh, one thing I want to point out is that um, I, I'm pretty sure that this is even though we don't hear the word the the first time in star wars that we've ever heard a version of the word i'm not gonna say it i said it the f word um when what that senator whatever his name is i can i always forget his name who is basically a bad guy he's like the villain um he talks about chopper and he's like are we really gonna trust a droid or whatever Mm. listen to chopper's reaction and it's it's very similar and it sounds like as if you were to say what the and the f word I, I think I, you're, you're doing I'm a little not, stretch Armstrong there. I'm not stretching. <laughs> Listen to it. Knowing Chopper's backstory because he's responsible for the death of a lot of people, like probably is the highest highest um, kill count of anyone in Star Wars history. Um, I, I He's like a very like rough, rough-edged droid, and I'm pretty sure he says the, the F-bomb. But I don't know. Let's just, mm. just throw that out there while we're talking about droids. Get him um, on the phone, Faroni. Confirm. Yeah. Let me get, yeah. Um, <laughs> I got him and Favreau. We'll text them when nice. we're done here. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Um, I, I mean, outside of uh, uh, the stuff that we just talked about, like closing up, I, I, it's funny. I, I love the finale with the show. I thought it was great. It just didn't really – it kind of just left, left the show just there. And it really doesn't know where – like I thought the some of the – I thought the, the, the rematch between Ahsoka and Morgan Elsbeth was great. Uh, but uh, you know, you killed one of your best characters in the show. Um, after with with Morgan, Ahsoka's second lightsaber. What? Oh, Morgan. Yeah, Ahsoka's Morgan. second lightsaber. Yeah, <laughs> Morgan died, and you're just you just you just gave her magical powers, and she died. Yeah, like pretty quick. Like uh, let's you mean you mean fast? <laughs> you mean when Ahsoka and her were fighting in the circle where the ship was flying away, and everybody there was going to be stuck there, and all the night troopers around her just decided to stand and not fire any of their guns or get involved? Yeah, that, I, I that thought fight? I thought that was more like a gladiator kind of type thing. Like at the oh, end, oh yeah, like we're watching where, where Maximus and uh, and, yeah. Uh, and yeah, they're just dude. Kinda... And I I got to be honest, that also <laughs> that fight looks even worse once um once Sabine shows up. And there's like six troopers that she ends up fighting and they get no hits, no shots. 
and like they're just kind of standing there. Literally, I mean, it's as Greg mentioned it earlier. It's it's their mo. They're awful. But I mean, I would imagine being under a leadership like that. I mean, doesn't really got to be very target highly. practice, right? Yeah, like it's got to be training. Like, listen, you know, um, not really, not really what you want to see there uh, from from our boy Thrawn and his training. Uh, you know, I don't think any of those guys are getting promotion. Anytime soon, <laughs> I think I think I think Enoch is uh, is pretty well, secure in his position of uh, just mm-hmm. going on a hologram and telling uh, and updating Thrawn on everything instead of it being super cool and jumping into the fight. But yeah, you know. I, secret I, cannon. Enoch's a nepo baby. That's why he got yeah. host. <laughs> I mean, they die like six times because they're zombies. And they don't really have any kind of like they just keep getting shot and getting right back up because because apparently the Walking Dead exists in uh, Star Wars uh, yeah. world now. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just thought like I thought it was a really cool. I I did. I really did enjoy the finale. But now I'm thinking of like I don't know from what we're hearing about what comes next in Star Wars is is it going to be the Filoni directed movie that has Mandalorian, Boba Fett, and whoever else they want to throw in this thing. Um, if they do that, it doesn't make sense. I feel like if they want to do that, they need another season of Ahsoka to reintroduce like Mandalorian and everything back in to that story to fight Thrawn because if they want to do an heir to the empire story, the big question, and there's two people, there are three people that they need in the story. If they want to at least do, do it proper with the books is you need Han, Luke and Leia and Harrison Ford's not going to come back for it. Cause he's like 90 Carrie Fisher uh, will not be able to come back to reprise her role as Leia. And, and I think what's his name's done with star Wars, um, Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. So, you got to do that recasting, baby. Alan Alden, Aldenreich, or whatever his name is, is he's coming back. And uh, Sebastian Stan's going to be Luke, and we just need a Leia. I don't know. But I don't we'll, know. We'll work, well, we'll work she's on already been in. Yeah. 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 I just think they need to re. They, they need to do another season of Ahsoka and, and really tie this together <laughs> to move forward. Because I, I think it'd be cool to have this. The, some of the stuff like with the magic and the night sisters i and i i think it's it's a good plan moving forward but they need to execute their next step pretty pretty mm. well to do if they if that movie is going to be a culmination like avengers type then i think we need a little more content because reintroducing all those characters into this world now like i would have ahsoka and and uh sabine get off that out of that galaxy back to reality before because i don't want to watch, a they'll, movie they'll, and watch dude, they're gonna spend four episodes trying to figure that out like that's I don't what wanna, they're gonna do true. man i don't want to watch a movie where the mandalorian and ezra need to find another map to get back to to and well, then what's they have his to get face should know how to get there ezra should know how to get there or at least have an idea of where they're well, at i'll ride a space whale i'll ride a space whale like uh, it's great. A horse. more space whales Yeehaw. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I was happy with the finale, but you know, more we think about it, I'm like, I'm just more curious about what's going to come no, next. I and mean, it woke me up from that start that Star Wars like lull that I was in for a while because I just didn't like a lot. Like outside like the Mandalorian, I just wasn't as interested in reading Star Wars news or or anything. But now I'm like, this kind of brought me back to that, yeah. like more interested in what's coming next. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. No, I think that's good. I think that's good. You should be excited. So, um, I've got a couple of things I wanted to touch on as we wrap up. So <clears throat> Ahsoka and Sabine, after they got uh, left behind on the planet, stranded like Ezra was for the last 10 or 15 years, they're riding trading on the, places. 
the Ahsoka yeah, edition. They're, yeah, they're are we any better than we were when the, when the show started? Because now instead of one person stranded, it's two. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't think the math ain't mathin'. And but one of them's a great Jedi Knight. They are riding back on the back of that creature, and guess what? They're both smiling, looking at each other. Bro, you we just are got where stranded. We are the, where we're the biggest to be. possible threat to the galaxy just escaped, and you guys are smiling. Like I don't. It just. It was very like tone deaf to the situation, and especially for Ahsoka who. You know, prior to this whole plan to get to to this part of the galaxy or this other galaxy was like, hey, if it comes down to keeping Thrawn and not rescuing Ezra, like, yeah, you need to be able to make that call. Like she she told Sabine that and now she's stuck here. Thrawn's in the main galaxy and she's smiling, having a good old time. Okay, yeah, there's cool. no there's no questioning to Sabine about like, do you know what's going to happen like now? Do yeah, you, like, or what you did, or like, like they they <sighs> like and, and don't get me wrong. There's an element of this series where it's like these two obviously have a fraught relationship, and you know they're, they've been told they work better together, and now it seems right. they're going that route or they've committed to that route. But it also seems like they're not having discussion about like the the beliefs of what they were talking about beforehand, like. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's so yeah. like it'll so, be fine. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. So here here's the thing with the ending. Like I love I love the situation that these characters are in. I think that there's a lot of I'm very intrigued to see how we follow up on all these individual plot threads. Yeah. But the reaction of the characters to the situations were baffling and frustrating because you got Sabine and Ahsoka smiling, looking up to the sky. Everything's going to be all right. While the yeah. greatest threat to the known universe is out there. You got Ezra who they don't explain how he escaped from Thrawn's ship shows up with the rebels. And he's like, Hey, what I miss, you know, shows all hell shows up in a stormtrooper outfit with a helmet on. What yeah. if they killed him? Yeah. What if they just Why shot didn't him? he just take the helmet off? <laughs> what if they just shot him and then Hera yeah. like looks over and yeah, pulls the like, mask off? Oh, dude. It's like, I just like, oh my god, it looks like Ezra. But he's got this like little half smile, like, hey, I'm here. Like, bro, not we gotta get ready. Thrawn's coming. Not any of yeah. that. But hey, good to see you, Hera. Like, hey, guess where I came just, from? <laughs> all all of I mean, this I would... stuff is just very baffling to me. <laughs> I, don't I would understand. be happy to. I would be happy to see her as well. Like to be honest, that would be that would be like coming home. She has um, a sight for sore eyes. Yes. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but no, there, there's definitely the the missing element where, of this where it's like, oh, so like we're all just like cool now. Like we're we're all yeah, just like gonna, I feel like the let's the let's get ready for the next this, fight. The urgency of this threat yeah. that they've been talking about for yeah. the entire season is downplayed. I, it's like I will, the worst thing that could have happened happened. I know. And everybody's ignoring it. I will make one point though that I do think is good. I do like the fact that Thrawn does win. I think there's yeah, there's yeah. a big element with villains in the Marvel universe and in the Star Wars universe where they always either they come out and they'll say, I'll get you next time, Mandalorian. You know what I mean? And right. like they sail off. But like this one was like Thrawn definitively like made it out. There's no ifs, ands or buts. There's no he's still stuck there. And like he'll find another loophole to get out. It's like he made it out and he left them there. 
So that is the one point yeah. I will make to no, it. That's a great but call. the other stuff of it is just like what like there it did this didn't end with like here comes the destruction of Thrawn. It was like, all right, guys, where we are where we're supposed to be, and uh we'll see you next time on Ahsoka. Yeah, I, I would have I know I made that I'm... joke, but like I would have stood up and applauded if um if Ezra got back out of the thing and took off his helmet and he's like somehow Thrawn returned. <laughs> the dead speak. Oh, I, 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 I would have I would have I would have stood up and just be like Can can we uh, discuss but, for one second that that was the beginning of episode nine of Star Wars? That's how they ended it. The the Skywalker trilogy. They started the it with speak. the dead speak <laughs> somehow. Palpatine has returned. Somehow Palpatine returned. <laughs> oh my Not god. Even like, oh, I actually I like the dead speak thing because it is very pulpy, kind of like I think with Attack of the Clones, it was just like war. Like, you know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, one of those yeah. things. But the somehow Palpatine return thing is so oh, laughable. God, it's like well, really, yeah, when, you're when just Pal- gonna yada yada really, that. It really, it well, really, no, hate, that, it really they pains don't, me so much. They don't put that so in the pain. crawl. They don't put that in the crawl. Poe says that when he's like, well, yeah. when, oh, okay. yeah, okay. when he says it, you're I, just like, that's I think written it's in the, in the crawl. I think there's something that <laughs> oh, right. says like some, it, it might not be that Palpatine. exact line, but yeah, it's like calls, call the emperor is calling or something like yeah. that, you know, like yeah. whispers of his return. Like, yeah. There's, there's a radio transmission that could have been emperor Palpatine. And it's like, dude, yeah. po, how did po we get saying here? That. Poe saying when he goes somehow Palpatine returned, I'm like, I it, it baffles me because I said someone this there, there should have been a writer strike when that was being <laughs> yeah. written, dude. I was just yeah, about to say, I don't know. The greatest threat to all peace <sighs> has returned. I don't, I don't know. We gotta go kill him again. <laughs> <laughs> there, the fact that like this, that this was created and developed, and there was no writer strike, there was no yeah. pandemic, there was no like. I mean, obviously, there was the issues coming out of episode eight, but like there was nothing standing in their way. And they decided <laughs> the best thing we can do is bring back Emperor Palpatine. And this is how we'll start it off. Oh, man. Oh, I'm so, God. I'm, I, at that point, like maybe we should have just done AI. Maybe they should oh, go back. Oh, God, right. dude. Um, I don't so want the Ray, don't Ray movie. I had before we get to final thoughts was that, uh, Harry, you were talking about the score earlier. And I actually. Yeah. I disagree with you on this, and I'm a big oh, music okay. guy. I think, well, so I think the score for Ahsoka in general was fairly bland. I didn't, I mean, occasionally okay. you'd get like a hint of the Force theme or whatever, but like it was, yeah. it wasn't memorable. But I will say the the fin- the score that played during the finale um, yeah. at the end was epic. I like that's one I'm gonna have to go on Spotify and like save that. One. Do you know what was, was funny? Is I when I literally said it, I was thinking about it, and I was thinking about like, is this score? Does this score stand out to me? And the opening, the opening in every episode stood out to me with the score. Yeah, the yeah. title always stood out to me, and the end credit song. And the only time the score really stood out to me was in the final episode, which you know it did air yesterday, and I did watch it pretty close to when we came on. Yeah. So yeah, you're you're not wrong about actually the soundtrack being bland. It literally was just the one episode, and then. Like the feeling actually now I feel tricked. Now I feel like I felt like it was good <laughs> because it was like a 40 minute episode. And for two minutes of the credits, 30 seconds in like, or, you know, a minute in the opening and 30 seconds for the opening of yeah. Ahsoka. They had me. They, I thought it was yeah. good. So now I'm, now I'm pissed. Four minutes of non on screen action. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, Hans, do you, do you have any final thoughts for Ahsoka? No, I kind of touched on them just in my last few points, so just kind of to see where the show's going and where the Star mm-hmm. Wars universe is going. I, I mean, I think the the standout for me in terms of performances were definitely like Ray Stevenson, Lars Mikkelsen. Um, yeah. With the score, that Thrawn theme, it sounds like something out of Tron. Where it's just like, like it's it's got like that very like that very um I'm trying to think like uh, elect uh, not elect you know what I'm thinking like techno type yeah futuristic techno yeah yeah um but yeah overall I you know in hindsight I a lot of I I I was very reactive in a few of my like the episodes I watched thinking like how great they were but I you know thinking about them and talking about them well I got. Sorry, I was just going to say, I think this is the difference between the way, like, we watched. Like, for you, you were watching from week to week, so episode five mm. comes on, and you're like, dude, this show is, like, getting, like, good now. Like, this is going to hit some heights. And then for me, I'm watching five, six, seven, and I'm like, yeah, like, this doesn't really, this all, like, seems like copy and carbon paste to me. So, didn't mean sure. to cut you off, but no, that's I fine. get it from your perspective. Like even even I think a lot of I I think a lot happened in the le- like the second half of the show where it became more fa- not, I, and I don't like to say the word fan service yeah I said it a couple times tonight but yeah. more along the lines of after the the I, I even forgot there was that Hayden the the Anakin episode where the wor- world between worlds or wherever she was and I feel like there was it feels so long ago when it was really four episodes ago three episodes ago yeah and I, I just I, I feel like they tried to fit a lot in in the second part and a lot of lore Star Wars lore and a lot of stuff that that people who watch Clone Wars and Rebels are like oh yeah the Mortis gods that's actually the Mortis <laughs> gods and now then the Night Sisters and the Blade of Taslin or Talzin it's just like oh like all the stuff that existed before. And it becomes overwhelming because now it's like, do I have to go back and watch Clone Wars to remember some of this stuff? Do I have to go watch them back and watch Rebels and 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 get caught up on some of this stuff? Um, I hope they do a season two. I really do because I think there's a lot of cool content that if they flesh that stuff out and and really tell a good story with all that stuff they're introducing, that's fine. But don't just introduce it for the sake of introducing it. That that of mm. that annoys me. That's where it becomes fan service and it drives me nuts. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say just a couple notes. Um, You know, one, you know, I I feel like I've been fairly negative, so I'll go with some positives. I think they really got the space fighting down for these shows. Um, I am always impressed whenever I see a space battle or space fight in this. I mean, obviously nothing to the opening, I think, of uh, Return or Revenge of the Sith. Um, Is that the one when Anakin and Obi are are flying together in the beginning? Yeah, nothing to that nature, but I I think they definitely have it down as far as it looks great. I don't feel as though I'm watching something uh, that, like, needs some work. Um, Lightsaber fights, I think, are still definitely a plus, um, especially in this series. I think they did a a great job um, of having some different styles, some different lightsabers, um, just doing something that I think, um, you know, and one of my final thoughts was going to be, like, you know, I just I want to see something outside of the the Skywalker in this universe, to be honest. Um, and if I could see some more different cool lightsaber fights uh, out of that, that'd be great. Um, I, I forgot to shout it out when we were talking about uh, the Night Sisters and and the uh, the mothers. Um, I think I think uh, Star Wars saw the success of Dune and was like, we need more witchcraft up in here. Um, so shout out Dune, uh, love you. Um, you're the better Star Wars, uh, you know, uh, for that. Uh, Please, Denny, Denny, can you, can we get Denny casted after he's done Dune to be like writing a Star Wars project? That would be insane. I'd love it. 
Um, I have some questions about what Thrawn and Ezra Ezra were up to. Um, you know, Ezra was just vibing with those Naboo 2.0 losers for years, I guess. Um, I really don't know like what he was eating, what his vibes are. Um, I guess he was training a lot, whatever. Um, the one thing I was going to mention is, as I was talking about the positives of what these shows and this show was getting right, the ground fighting, uh, not, doesn't look great to me. Um, I still, but outside of the lightsaber fights, I still think it needs, it needs some help. Um, in regards to that, um, I'm glad that they finally got the Luke and Snoke stuff right with spending an eight series episode trying to find, uh, Thrawn. Um, I felt like that was at least smartly well done this time, I guess. I don't know. Um, I didn't talk much about Thrawn, um, as the character, uh, as my introduction to him. Um, I didn't think he was super sinister, but I liked the character. I liked the difference in his style, how strategic he was as a general, um, how calculated he is, how he's always playing chess while everybody's playing checkers. I like that he won at the end, um, in regards to that. Um, and yeah, um, this 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 was a pretty generic series to me. Um, sadly, um, I don't know if it's because of the way I watched it. Maybe if I watched it more week to week, I feel different. Um, I know that's something I was trying to mention. I I, I kind of binged this in in the last couple days, um, to to get caught up. So, uh, and I, that's not the best way I would say to approach it. So, um, in regards to it, but I'll throw it to you, Papa, for any final thoughts before we give our our scores and maybe what the future holds, or if you want to start us on that. Well, yeah, as far as what the future holds, um, I personally, I think I want to see either a, a sequel, like a second season to this or, or like maybe a couple just half seasons, uh, like mini series, um, yeah. following the various characters because like, there's no way if we do a movie that they're going to get to all the Balon and Shin stuff. And, Dude, like, I'll, I need more of that. I'll tell you like, what. If, that, if if they announce a movie and the runtime is 235, I'm absolutely not seeing this. Um, because <laughs> all they're going to do is jerk us around the whole time until we get to the end and be like, here's the final payoff. And, like, goodbye, everybody. See you next time on the next Disney+. Plus. Uh, I need a tight hour, 52-hour movie. That just gets right down to the point where all if you're doing all these conversions where all these points are already set up in play, kind of like the event. Yeah, but but like I don't see any way that their storyline like it's it's already intersected with Thrawn. I yeah. don't see like they're on divergent paths now. It's not going to cross back. Yeah. So like I need I need that wrapped up somewhere, whether it's yeah. Ahsoka season two or like a Balon and Agreed. Shin miniseries, yeah. whatever. But like don't. Don't put it in the movie because it's going to get lost in a shuffle and it'll bloat the runtime to your point. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping I'm hoping to see Ahsoka season two or and or a couple minis and then a movie to wrap everything up. Um, if they just do a movie, I feel like things will be left by the wayside and I don't want to see that as far as um, overall thoughts on the show. I think it was okay, um, but it had some, it had a few really great moments. The stuff with Anakin, great moment, um, you know, seeing Thrawn and kind of watching him, some great moments. Uh, the lightsaber fights, like you said, it's just, 
Like, I, I would say, looking at it from, like, an episode perspective, the second half of the season, definitely better than the first half in terms of storylines. But there's just that that tonal inconsistency with the way the characters are acting that really just, like, man, it it, it just blows my mind. I think if there, yeah. if there had been something... I don't know if if they had just acted the way they were supposed to for normal people in those situations, maybe I'd have, I'd be singing a different tune. Oh, and one other moment that I thought was absolutely great. Um, that was kind of like a very quiet moment was, uh, when Ahsoka and who Yang were, um, waiting in the whale's mouth as they were approaching. And, uh, they have the whole exchange about the, um, the stories, from when she was younger and Mm. at first she doesn't want to hear it and you know she's in a mood because of everything that's going on and then uh she's like you know what i think i will hear one of those stories um it was a nice quiet little moment but it was kind of character focused and i really like that yeah uh but yeah so that's that's where i stand um i don't know if you guys want to go around give ratings or just kind of leave it as is I would go I, if I had to rate this. I, I, I maybe my second favorite recent. I liked it better than Mandalorian season three. I don't. I think Obi Wan's still my favorite overall. Um, oh. for Star Wars shows. Um, yeah, I, I would say in Star, I would say maybe like three and a half out of five. Okay, hair. Yeah, I mean, I always. Uh... I always say I, I hate doing these ratings when it comes to like, you know, there's going to be more, um, but we don't know. Uh, we don't know if there'll be a season mm-hmm. two, if it'll be a movie thing. So um, I I struggled with this one. It's hard for me to differentiate. Uh, like I had a little bit more fun with Boba Fett, but I think it's because my expectations were pretty low. Um, my expectations were pretty open with this. I, I gave this three out of five stars. Um you know, I, I, I still think Andor is the best, you know, Star Wars show property um, by by a by a large gap, in my opinion. Um, but I think there's like you said, Greg, I think there's some things with this where there's there's some high moments. You know, the Thrawn stuff is interesting. Um, you know, it does kind of build on a world that is interesting to see. Like you said, I would love a season two um, just to see like what the focus would be on and what stories we're telling. And hopefully we would tell them as opposed to hinting that they're going to be told. And then we'll see you next time for Ahsoka season three. Um, so that's what I would prefer. Am I going to be super excited for it? It's hard, man. It's hard with the Star Wars stuff. I was hoping this would be a bridge back in for me that would get me amped. And I, uh, I, I don't seem to be that way. So three out of five, you know, it's not the end of the world. But, uh, you know, I had, a, I had a little bit more. I feel left a little bit on the plate. Uh, in regards to being top tier gotcha um i am smack dab in the middle of you guys i'm 3.25 out of five Um, coward i'm kidding yeah no overall good like i said and and it did it did have some great moments but um definitely uh what you said here which is you know they left a lot on the plate so i hope I'm hoping whenever we return to this part of the timeline and the universe, whether it is a feature or a season two or, or both. Yeah. Um, I hope they put a little more care in it and, and thought. So for sure. 
Uh, cool. Well, that wraps it up for our uh, latest dive into the Star Wars universe. You guys have anything, uh, anything for the peeps before we go? Don't. Thanks for sticking with us through here. Uh, I hope you're excited because the best Marvel shows season two is coming out tomorrow. Loki mm-hmm. season two. Jeez, oh, so, already, dude. Wow, they really. The Disney know, wheel yeah. doesn't stop turning. That's all I gotta say. No, it doesn't. It does it not, doesn't. my friend. Oh my um, goodness. Also, also, just a quick update for uh, for anyone. Uh, uh, looks like the Phillies are advancing, so they play the Braves. Hey-o. So yay. Wasn't a, never a doubt. Well, there'll be there'll be some doubts going into this series the way the Braves sure will be. But uh, um, yeah, no. Thanks so much for listening, guys. I hope you guys have uh, enjoyed our deep dive into Ahsoka. Let us know your thoughts on the show. Um, hey, are we crazy? Um, you know, with some of our opinions, maybe we missed something. Um, can't wait to touch base with some uh, Ahsoka watchers out there and, and hear their thoughts. Or you know what? To be honest, maybe not hear your thoughts. Um, in regards to it, so. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, hit us up. Let us know what you thought about Ahsoka. Uh, let us know what you think about the Clone Wars Rebels. Dom, not you. You've already let us know. <laughs> yeah. Dom, in 2025, JK, when Dom. you listen to us, let us know what you thought of the Ahsoka JK. movie that is currently being released. Uh, we love you. Uh, and all our listeners, we love you guys. Uh, be well. Stay safe. We'll catch you next time. And as always, make sure you live a spicy. Spicy.